Wasn't it Joop that said, the bike to bike, that's all I like. Well, not for us. We cover life on and off the bike. You're listening to the Live Slow, Ride Fast podcast. When love ain't winning and moods start swinging, the devil's grinning, he keeps on singing. Hearts get heavy and time's an enemy. Today's episode of the podcast is again not a regular one. Today we start off with a series of podcasts in which we dive into the world of gravel, into the minds of its star racers, race organizers and other experts. And even though we tend to be very much into all of this and know it all, here's a confession, we don't know shit, or at least we pretend we don't. So what's behind this gravel spirit? And what are the races all about? How do gravel pros differ from their roadie colleagues? What's with the gear? What's hot and what's not? So join us for this series of specials we make together with Shimano GRX, building up to whatever the first race will be for us. Today, episode one, with a special guest, someone who made the road gravel switch a few years ago, a dirty Kansas winning gravel scene rock star, Alison Tetrick. It's time for your monthly dose of cycling gebabble. My name is Stephen Bolt, sitting right in front of me, the new kid on the gravel block. Alvin Stendam. Yo! <laughs> hey man, how's hey. life? Yeah, good. It's, uh, it's, yeah? I think it's, it's 9 p.m. It's still 31 degrees here in, uh, in Oudorp Alkmaar. So for the listeners, we uh, this is a Zoom podcast again or something like that. We're not next to each other. Uh, no. We speak to each other uh, on a computer. That's also because it, it uh, well, first of all, I had uh, uh, some pain in my back, so I didn't want to stop in the, step in the car. And this <laughs> won't be a, f- a full, the recording we're performing now, we're doing now, won't be a, a full full episode, right? Because uh, no. we are actually introducing a podcast we recorded uh Exactly. In March, actually. I don't know if I interfere with uh, with your schedule now, but uh, I don't know if I interfere with yours. <laughs> <laughs> but you know the, the the podcast schedule yet, or the the whole uh, the voice, the whole scheme, <laughs> the whole bananas, scheme. because there's a lot of preparation in this shit. You of know, of course. No days, months, days of preparation. Now the thing is, we recorded this podcast with Allison. I think, yeah, I, I know it was in between nine and and eleven March because then we were in Girona. Yeah. And uh, we were we, we were aiming to release it pretty soon, and then March 14 lockdown came in uh, in, in <laughs> the Netherlands, and I think uh, all the Allison was just in time home back in the US. She she, yeah. she left a few days more early uh, Spain because uh, Donald uh, he shot the he shot the border. <laughs> <laughs> the best <laughs> for everybody. It's the best. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, we decided. Then we then we were totally in uh, into our Corona tapes. Yeah. Another uh, another uh, another of, series. Uh, yeah, another yeah. series of podcast. And uh, yeah, to explain, we do this gravel series, and it will be an ongoing series. I think. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think we we scheduled four or five really interesting guests. Um, a little bit the same as the shortcut series. You know, the last shortcut uh, podcast has been a while, but. I'm pretty sure there will come uh, another one in the near future. Another and the one. same, yeah. The same is with uh, with gravel. So now we have Tetrick. Uh, we have uh, Pete Teddy down on uh, on hold for Tuesday, I think. Yeah. And then 
I hope I will see, I will touch down in the US someday in 2020 still to uh, to record with Strickland, with M.D. Rockwell, with Ted King, with all, all the, the graphics. All the rock stars. Maybe some, yeah, maybe some organizers, maybe some dudes who do graphics already for years, you know. So this will be, I'm, I'm really looking forward to put this series on the map, you know, because uh, even in Holland it's taking off, right, Greffel? Unbelievable, Let's let's dive now. Let's dive into the to the, the Alison Tetrick conversation we had, which was great uh, later on. But first, we haven't seen each other for for a while too, man. Yeah. How are you? You look fit as fuck with your with your wife beater <laughs> shirt on. It's, yeah, a, it's a wife beater, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was I, I was shirtless uh, all day, but. Uh Yeah, to, to talk to you, I thought I thought I, I just put it on. You know, it was, it was a little bit. If you have it, bit. if you have it, fla flaunted. <laughs> no, 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 no. I feel yeah, like uh, I must admit, for my fitness, Corona was not a bad thing, because no. uh, right before, uh, yeah, when we were in Girona, I think I was moaning about my travel schedule. So far, it was really busy, and I. We hustled a lot of side jobs next to the next to training, you know, like we rode, yeah, like too much to mention. Yeah. And uh, and then Corona came, and I really had to slow down and live to my own motto: live slow, ride fast. You know, today on the on the Traeger behind me, I had I had a two-hour uh, parelhoon. I don't know the English word for parelhoon, but it's some Ooh. kind of a chicken, <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah. Uh, Paltry, like low and slow, yeah. Paltry, low and slow, you know, on the barbecue yeah. instead of uh, instead of grill some steak, you know. So, yeah, it, uh, and and last week it culminated into uh, the border with Belgium was open again. So yeah. I ha I hadn't seen you a, a long time, but I hadn't seen Tom Dumoulin, for example, uh, yeah. since since lockdown. So I had some some days off, you know, and uh, I took two days off and I went to, to Belgium to train with all the pros. And yesterday... Uh, we How was that? The, yeah, it was How nice. was it? How, I, 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 uh, <laughs> I, I think yeah, I, think I had me, the big mouth. So you're driving up there, uh, day before yesterday, yeah. probably with your, uh, in Dutch we say, knik in the knietjes, your knees no, a little no, bit, no? no? No, no, no. I knew I was good. I yeah? won two Swift races before, man. Yeah, I won that's, two, yeah, uh, so yeah that's true. Since duty cancelled, I was in the winning. And then I also was training with uh, with Nicky Terpstra a lot here. So, like yeah, I said, I okay. knew. But, uh, But those were the flats. Now you were uh, riding so, yeah. in, the, in the Limburg Hills together yeah, with world-class uh, climbers, so to say. Exactly. I rode with Sam Omer, Dumoulin, Kelderman, <laughs> Paul Martens. <laughs> Uh, who I forget, Leonard Hofstede, uh, yeah. uh, and then Jan Maase, like a like an amateur. But so so I was, uh, I must admit, you know, I was pretty confident on the flat because in uh, here in uh, in uh, in North yeah. Holland we did some f some five by ten k's with a group and I could pull fast. Yeah. But uh, also the hills were still good. I must admit, I think I'm 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 uh, two three kilos more heavy than I was. Yeah. But uh, the fitness is there, so that was nice. So Fuck we man. had a, we had a, it was like two days of holiday actually because there was no emails. It was like back in back I in the old life. I today I texted some. I said you better kill the fucker. You better <laughs> kill him. But they didn't kill you, and you look way too confident, loud. Your <laughs> eye your eyes have some. 
like confidence over it. It 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 we we no, have to, was, uh, we have to take care of it. <laughs> no, but uh, I was really into the old pro life again. You know, we left like yeah. nine thirty, and there was there was like normal, and then uh, you know at the coffee stop, time enough, and not to 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 race home to be to be there with. Yeah, to to get the kids from school or stuff like that. I think we got home like four thirty, so, you know. And then, so, what was the route? Belgium. Oh, we did uh, old school. Yeah, we just went old school to the Ardennes, like uh, and the Rosier, Pasteur, and and the Rosier. But I, like but I, I, to uh, to to be uh, to be clear, they dropped me. Yeah, okay. on the Rosier, they dropped okay. me. So uh, yeah, okay. Uh, it was not that I. No, no, no. It's not that I can uh, can ask for a contract for tomorrow or something. But uh, <laughs> I could still follow. <laughs> Okay, okay, that's that's good to know. They can they put me, me in a world tour course. <laughs> I am world tour fit. They can put me in a world tour course anytime, any day. No, no, oh. but up until I, now, I, you, uh, I, I you lived up to it. I hope all the guys I just mentioned, uh, like Stedina, yeah. King, Strickland, they listen to this podcast yeah. and uh, they know yeah. I'm still fit. <laughs> but you know, just just between us, like guys like King and Stedina, they're no Tom Dumoulin, Nicky Terstra. Eh? <laughs> yeah, tra- kidding guys no, trash talking has started I like it to to, to to get a little bit under this kid and they know who I am so uh, but well, I, I, have, well, I, have I, have, I haven't met to be honest I haven't met Strickland yet but uh, he seems like a cool dude to me to he has now, a he's, tra- he's, tra- he's training a lot with uh, Lawson Craddock now in uh, mm. in Texas or in Austin Texas that's what I see mm. they leave early it's hot over there and and he's still uh, he's still repairing his uh, his uh, what's it called an airstream like uh, oh yeah he's his yeah. Ca- camper camper van yeah hey Lau, how's Nicky doing do you have any uh, any, any any update on Nicky any updates on the guy <laughs> please uh, for for everybody who did not uh, uh, pick up the news yet um, yeah he, he had a happened. bad crash. Uh, Last week, last week Tuesday, so like ten yeah. days ago now, and nine days ago. Uh, yeah, I wasn't there, so I don't know. But I heard stories. It was the yeah, it looked uh, bad, you know, like uh, a little bit uh, frightening, or is it? Uh, yeah, angstig. Uh, yeah, fearful. Yeah, it looked really bad. Yeah, it looked bad. Yeah, but uh, you know, the the guy is strong. Uh, so Monday, I was already, I was, I was already there, and he was, I was, I was surprised. He was looking good, and tomorrow uh, he's here for a barbecue. So okay, so he can so, he can walk. Yeah, so that he has to lay down all day every day. No. Okay. Okay. So the that's guy, good. The guy will be back. Huh? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You will be back. I will. Uh... Talking about another guy who's really strong and who's back, Peter Weining. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And he starts in the Giro straight away. Eh? So the the the, the Dutch uh, cyclist. Uh, maybe not everybody's familiar with him, but he's really really strong. He uh, he uh, uh, ended his career actually, he's, and now yeah, restarted still, it again. Yeah, the guy's 39 years old, and uh, I was already together with him. I think in. 2000 we were teammates yeah so uh and he was for example he was also on my bachelor party and stuff like that so uh we we have a good uh uh, we have we we have a good relation and i'm really happy for him that he uh that he has a team and uh even more important three days ago he became a father so Mm. 
good days for Peter Wading. <laughs> nice. He can start yeah. in the Giro straight away. But yeah. he's a good guy to have in your bachelor party, right? No. I can yeah, imagine. Yeah. He's, uh, the, guy, the guy, yeah, yeah. It's a Fries and uh, uh, he's from Harkema. And uh, in Holland, it's it's known. The it's, north it's of a the famous Netherlands. Town. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's a famous town. because they, they have a really good soccer team. But uh, they, they can also party rough, you know? Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, they, they're famous for that. But also... Uh, like a rider, he's a he's a he's just a, a cool. fuckman, fuckman. Yeah. We say in Dutch. Yeah. So he, yeah. he he just knows the drill. He knows what to do. He knows when to pull. He knows when to back off to not take risks. And he's always in shape because he knows his body so well. He doesn't need a trainer hmm. because but he knows his body so well and he knows what to do and what works for him. And he's always in shape. So I'm pretty sure like. He, that that track did a did a did a great uh, yeah. did a great job taking him yeah and and I think he's also a good fit with Bauke Mollema yeah. fellow Dutchman over there uh, although he's not uh, yeah Bauke is doing the tour I think tour, or yeah. I suppose but uh, they are from the same area you know and they have a little bit the same character you know so they they will they will be good roommates I think. He's one of the, the Peter the is no nonsense. Peter no. is the most no nonsense guy I know. You know like. And all the, the articles I read about him, about his retirement, were stating like, uh, I, cannot, I cannot understand why this guy is retired already. Oh, oh, okay, he's 31. No, 39. Of uh, 39, sorry. Yeah. He's 39. He's old. But um, uh, he's still so strong. And at the, the world, he was so the strong. Thing is, yeah, the thing is with him, you have to tell him in advance, like three, four, five weeks before, like, okay, Peter, you're going to the Worlds and this is your job. And then yeah. he will make sure he's ready. But if you if you make him unsure or say I don't know, then he's maybe starting to do a little bit too much of Hakama uh, partying, mm-hmm. you know. And then then he won't be in shape. But if you tell him before, they have to be good. And he pulled uh, on the world. He was so strong. He pulled for Mathieu for the from the pool for laps and laps in a row, you know, yeah. till uh, till he was done. And also then he doesn't give give a damn about finishing or not he, that, that's what I mean he's like a, he's a real pro he knows what to do and also when there's nothing to get then he just get off the bike and go home and still is happy congrats Peter we'll watch you in the Giro still but, long uh, still long until the Giro man I had also if if you go if we're going to talk riders or yes. going to, to a little bit into the the, the day, daytime news you know like the, what's yeah. going on now I stumbled on uh, the Strava file or the Strava week of Egan Bernal, and I was uh, oh la la, I was surprised, surprised man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> because I spoke to, for example, I spoke to Tom, and I know a little bit who those guys train, but then I saw 37 hour weeks of thousand, more than a thousand yeah, kilometers, almost, twel- almost 1200 kilometers, yeah, 14,000 altitude meters. Yeah, that's not a lot maybe in seven days, but uh, in Colombia. Also, the speeds mm. are high, but also the hours. And it was like... And then and then I was watching also to his yearly... Kilo, yeah, I'm a geek maybe, but... Uh, maybe. To his, <laughs> it was only 10,000. So I was like, what the fuck? How is that possible? But then I saw he missed like four or five weeks. Yeah, of, April, uh, May. Yeah, the, like two months, he didn't record anything. So I'm pretty sure he was on the bike. But So the guy is... Also, when you see how he built up, it's like 15, yeah. 20, and then, then it's like three, four, like really big weeks already in December. So if But he's you winning think the tour, he, he tra- he, he, you cannot say he was lazy or something. 
But it isn't like the perfect, obviously, it's not the perfect preparation to, to have like, I'm looking at this Strava file here and you can actually see no training and he probably did some inside uh, indoors training, but no, almost no training in April or May. And then... No, but he, for sure he trained. Yeah. But yeah. but he didn't put it on Strava. Yeah. So that's yeah, what I, I say. So it was only 10,000k, but for sure he did already maybe five, 15 or something or some yeah. more. So but that's guy, like weeks... The guy is, Yeah, the guy's a maniac. That's what I see in his uh, week in, week out, 30 plus hour weeks. The, la yeah. the last four weeks was 31 hours average. The last four that's weeks. That's like, that's every every week, 600k a day, except one day. Or 200k a day, except one day. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, something Maybe like, a bit uh, less. Just, yeah, <laughs> but, but just 30. I, I know my biggest week, if there was 30 hours, then I had to back off, you know. And yeah. he's doing four of those in a row. So that's... Uh, That's yeah. uh, that's uh, yeah. impressive. What do you think? Uh, what do you think, Froom? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's Froome another one. Look at that. <laughs> another, thinks, another I'm name. out. I'm out, guys. I'm going yeah. to Israel. Yeah, I wrote. Uh, I, I'm also writing uh, every month a piece for uh, Pro Cycling UK. So uh, you're so, so busy. You're such also, a busy no, guy. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> the 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 yeah, I'm busy. That's true, but. <laughs> This year it was not, uh, or this month it was not, for me it was not difficult to find a subject. Yeah, Because Chris. I wrote my piece about Chris Froome. He might leave, uh, still it's unsure, but I wouldn't be surprised for him to leave for Israel Cycling Academy. No. To, for the listener, Froome is uh, four times uh, to the French champion. He's riding, racing for Ineos. And uh, he might leave halfway the season, which is very uncommon in cycling. So... Yeah. But I know the guy a little bit because I raced with him for since 2008 already. His first tour was my first tour, and for a fact I know he doesn't. He's really he can be selfish. Yeah. Like when he rode together with uh, Wiggins and he was number two, he actually wanted to be number one. So he doesn't like to be number. He's two. in for the win. Yeah, and now he's yeah. number three. Even so, uh, he won the tour last time he won it was in 2000. 18, no, yeah, uh, 18, no, seven, especially seven, now, yeah, 17. So it was a long, yeah, it was a long time ago, and then since then, two teammates won it. Yeah. So uh, I can see him leaving. Yeah, yeah. I can see him, but I think it's uh, now August one is is getting so close that uh, there has to be a lot uh, hap uh, happening yeah. in in, uh, yeah. in management terms. Yeah. You know, the manager of him and the manager of uh, Israel and 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 Ineos Brilsford, they need to get, make a solution. Yeah. And to be honest, I I think Sky they don't want to let him go because that makes them more weak, and that would be perfect for yeah. Jumbo Visma. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, because they have three of those guys, and yeah, now they so, only have two. Yeah. yeah. So if I was if I was Ineos, I wouldn't let him go because you just make your uh, your enemy stronger. But Maybe uh, it's 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 strong tactics of uh, Froome uh, of the manager of Froome, which is by the way his wife. You know, no, just say we'll leave and uh, maybe we'll uh, we'll up our, our position within the team. I don't know how these things work, but uh, you know, yeah. you can put your cards on the table, right? He's But taking. A, he, he wants to take Richie Port with him. I, I saw. Yeah, today. yeah, yeah. Israel is going to be old man uh, graveyard. Uh, how they how they yeah. wrote it down in uh, in the yeah, Belgium yeah. newspaper because also uh, Greipel is there. He's old, Froome, yeah. uh, and then Port. But uh, if I, if I was Brilsford, I would also bet on Benal. Yeah, 
like of yeah of course so yeah. so i mean the dude can open uh can open a, a beer with the tips <laughs> yeah, of his feet yeah. you know he's a he made he's he a five-star lift slow ride fast rider as yeah, of now. He, on, on the point scale of the, <laughs> the lift slow point scale i saw that this morning and uh I retweeted it. He uh, he gained a lot of points on the lift slow uh, on the lift slow. There. Somebody tweeted it also with the text "lift slow, ride fast." Did you see? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah, I saw it. Yeah, yeah nice. that's how I saw it. Talking about lift slow, ride fast, Lau. So August one until August eight, there will be an August one Strade Bianca, and yeah, the, I would say there will be the, Italy. The, there will be Italy. <laughs> there will be Italy. Yes, and August eight, Milan San Remo. We go there. It's unbelievable. Those two races in the same week, it will never happen again. No, it was an opportunity we couldn't uh, let it let go. And because normally uh, I would have been in the States racing Leadville and Steamboat Gravel. So I would have uh, a big weekend, 15th and 16th of August. And uh, But now, now that that's not happening and things are starting up again in Europe, uh, we aim to, do, to cover with the podcast uh, those two races. And we go there with some with some Dutch uh, Italo filler. Yeah. So people yeah. who, who love Italy, we go there and we record some podcasts on on the cycling culture, but also on the food, on on Coppi, Bartali. You know, it will be yeah, a trip man. down memory lane. I think. We also will for have me. we will have ourselves some aperol. We're not uh, we're not revealing the names of the the people that uh, are coming with us uh, just yet. I think, but it will be it will be fun, right? It will be a fun Oh yeah, trip. no, I'm we looking have forward. Our ba- we have our bikes with us. It we'll will be a whole, uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, being in Italy, uh, not having the pressure to race for my for me for yeah. myself. So you can enjoy the food a little bit more, and those uh, Strade Bianchi, the, the roads of San Remo. We, I want to go to the to the village of uh, of Coppi. The, the the I want to 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 go Borgo to Andrea Tafi. <laughs> I want to taste Andrea Taffi. He's making wine too, right? So yeah, I will yeah. taste his wine. We go to the Barolo uh, region to, to, to because we go with the car, eh? We don't yeah. fly, so we can bring a lot of Barolo back. You know, the whole stash for the whole with, for next season of the one. podcast. I think we have to leave your bike behind and uh, fill it up with uh, yeah. with Barolo wine. <laughs> yeah, Italy, a full week Italy no, so pod- podcasting. It will be heaven, man. So we have plans, yeah. We have a lot of plans, uh, but for now, I also, I'm, I'm, I uh, since since yesterday, I regret there's also still no racing. Yeah, man. So I hope yeah. we still race also, yeah. and that's why I like there these you are, types. there you are, standing with your fitness, with <laughs> yeah. your with your overconfident head. No races to race, son. No, 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 no. That's a pity. We'll have to find you something. Yeah, we can come up with a with an own race. Uh, okay, let's let's talk maybe a little bit tour because uh, uh, we are also going to be at the tour. But you know, I have one question: Do do is a tour in September? I've been thinking about this. Also, climate wise, is a tour in September very different than a tour in July? Apart from the fact that maybe the 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 parkour has been uh, adjusted a little bit. Uh, I think the, there will be less spectators just because there's yeah. no holiday. Yeah. So maybe that that that's a good thing. In uh, if you look to the how things are now, yeah. uh, in terms I think, of temperature. I think, no, no, no. I wouldn't. No? 
change. No, I don't think. Uh, maybe it's less. More wind, uh, probably. In September, there's more wind. Is there more Mistral? More Mistral. <laughs> yeah, that can be, the Mistral can be uh, harsh. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know, to be honest. I really. No. I, I, but I think uh, uh, for me, yeah, we'll see. So the whole season will be different. So mm. for sure it will be different. You know the thing is they uh, that normally they start San Remo and Strade Bianchi with a lot of racing in their legs, and now it's it's the first race of the season. Normally the Tour de France is halfway the season. Now it's uh, now it's the first like big race of the year is already the Tour de France. You know, so um, I read a big piece on cycling news. Uh, Marco Pinotti, my former former uh, head of performance with CCC. He had yeah. a really interesting article on Cycling News, how he thought all the riders would tackle the season. And now it's 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 more than ever that when you enter the season not fit, you will be always on the back foot. Because you yeah. have no time to, to yeah. you've now you've no time to train or to, to 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 take a step back and to reassess and to train again towards the tour. It's all or nothing. So yeah. you have to start the tour. You have to be good there. It's not that you can be in Paris and think, okay, I still, I might, I need some more work to be good in July, you know. And also after the tour, the 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 of the the, the classics, they start immediately. All the yeah. all the classics, uh, the world. So you don't have to time to recover after the tour. No, you have to be good in the tour yeah. and then and then go further. So yeah. Uh, it's it's the and also he he told an interesting insight, but this is really maybe more for the geeks uh, that yeah. uh, if you go in altitude, uh, normally you also have race before or after, so then you also have your intensive uh, prickles, your intensive yeah. training, you know, yeah. to to stimulate the body. And because on altitude it's difficult to train really intense. And when you just do altitude before the tour, that might be difficult. So for a Grand Tour rider, that's not a big problem. But for a Classics rider, it could be maybe a, a little bit of a problem. Yeah. You know, because they, they cannot train their specific uh, exactly. like high, high wattage uh, exactly. uh, power training yeah. uh, over there. And so they have to choose actually between having those intensive trainings or going having the benefits of going uh, yeah. altitude. And a grand cool. tour rider could uh, could use the first week to get those intense en- efforts, and because yeah. he's recovering great, because he have has a lot of uh, oxygen and red blood cells yeah. and all yeah. that stuff, then he could use that as an advantage. But it's so so the whole year will be different. That's what. Yeah. Uh, and I'm really yeah. looking forward. But but also I was last week I was talking about you know in the beginning because now we go to Tetrick. The, the the podcast after yeah. and then you 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 then uh, I was today I listened to the whole podcast you did the yeah. same and and then you still notice the the unawareness of the yeah. of the things what what are going to happen now in hindsight yeah. you're like we were so naive yeah. we were talking yeah. this and that we were talking cancer blah, things blah, have blah. changed Lau yeah Lau let's 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 talk about that but first. But we, because we will properly introduce that cool conversation we had with her okay. and also uh, paint a little picture about the context in which we uh, had that conversation. But first, we're going to listen to a little message from our friends at The Meat Lovers. TheMeatLovers.nl, the highest quality meat, ordered online and delivered to your home. And whatever your cooking skills are, no more excuses. 
because the meat lovers not only has the tastiest meat but also the best recipes and videos in which they are happy to help you perfect your cooking skills check out www.themeatlovers.nl slash podcast you now get a 15% discount on your order with the code list slow right fast and like that's not enough the upcoming episodes of the podcast we will also give away a fire king barbecue package worth 100 euro all you have to do is register at themeatlovers.nl slash podcast we will announce the winner in the following podcast so take a look at themeatlovers.nl slash podcast and have a blast at your next barbecue on with the show on with the show so the winner of last episode's uh, contest is and i'll pronounce it in dutch so you can uh, you can understand jos duizings congratulations jos you can uh, heat up the barbie and throw that uh, that barbecue package on uh lau there's we we can die now you know why eh? Yeah, we, we have. have uh, <laughs> yeah, tell, tell the listeners. Let me put it in uh, in California terms. You have the Mill Valley package, so we we, we <laughs> the Marion Boy package. So yeah. so we were allowed to 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 pick and choose two packages of meat for for yeah. our listeners. You we know, we got a budget and, and yeah. come up with some like, cool. Like, what would you meat? buy? What would Lawrence buy? And what would Stefan buy? And Stefan is living in Marion of Holland. <laughs> and I'm just, uh, I'm more Pedaluma, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You're such an ass. I like it. Yeah, I like it. It's because we call we call your pack, we call it the Raudauer. Yeah. In Dutch, it's like the, the, the freaking savage. And uh, and my package, it's called the, the, the Feinproever. So that's the... the What's the fine prover? The exquisite, uh, yeah. the owner of exquisite taste. The Mill in Valley. My, in my pack, <laughs> the Mill Valley. House prices are probably really high there. So, oh. so I have a, uh, we have a Bavette Black Angus, the Angus Burger, I- Iberico uh, Sausage, an Osse Haas. What is that? What's that in uh, in English? Uh, oh. Yeah, it's the best part of the of the state. The sirloin, sirloin. Yeah, yeah. And then the... Uh, I don't know, I the, never ordered it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you always, only, you only always ask me to bring mine, asshole. <laughs> oh, we can have, uh, we can have uh, lunch no, there. But, Steve, you take your sirloin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you have all the, the exquisite meat and yeah. I, have, uh, I have burger, some, some burgers. Yeah, also the Iberico burger. You have the, the, the maminha, the tri-trip, yeah. the spa- spare ribs. You're such a savage, man. And the, the the chicken, mice yeah, chicken from France. Yeah. Maar wel, okay. label rouge. Okay. So that's, nice that's, we're talking a little bit Dutch now in between. So we have our own packages. Let's see how they match yeah, up. Yeah, but I, I really like those, like those, ca- <laughs> the, 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 the skirt steak, flank steak, all those oh. steaks I, I like, you know. And so, yeah, that's the savage package. Check it out. TheMeatLovers.nl slash podcast. Um, let's talk about Alison Tetrick. You were yeah. touching upon it uh, already a little bit. Yeah, I man, was excited. This was March. To... Yeah, it was, this was March, man. Yeah, if you if you look back, we were so naive. We were not aware of <laughs> yeah. what was going to happen. We were having fun. We were still talking Kenza, and then two days later, they all had to f- f- 
they, yeah, f- they flew back to to the US. They, they, yeah. like, like they had to get out of the country soon because they were closing the borders. And I think that was the last trip I did. That was the last foreign trip I did. And yeah, man. Uh, yeah, in the, in the amazing back roads of uh, Girona, because it's, that's it's such almost a it's almost place. another another time, another yeah. if, another if you, life. Yeah. yeah, I understand so, what you mean. And also, you you lose a little bit. You lose a little bit, uh, like the days they 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 pass by, but it's like for me in my head, it's still May somehow. But yeah. it's almost July. Yeah, I wa- fully understand. I was so surprised that by now we, the, the 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 Giro would have passed already. You know? No, no, the, the, Jesus, the, by now. It's what uh, we would. It would be the national championships. No, 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 no. It would be the start of the tour because the tour was one week more early. Oh yeah, true. And true. then the Tokyo tour, was. The tour, so the tour would start now. Yeah. So it's totally. Oh. It's like yeah. everything got postponed, but also in my head the time got a little bit postponed yeah. because you're at ease with the kids at home and stuff like yeah. that. But. Uh, So what, what do you what do you recollect from the I don't know if that's a good word recollect but what 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 comes up with you when you think of the of the conversation we had with Alison there? Yeah, that's uh, good that you asked me because in my memory, uh, now we had a lot of fun. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, we emptied a whole bottle of Ratafia, the the Girona, <laughs> the Girona must must go to drink. Must have. Yeah. <laughs> So we had a lot of fun, but I also uh, remember that uh, she she knows how to talk. She uh, obviously, yeah. yeah, we call it a little bit American huh, in Holland. Yeah. Uh, but today I listened to the podcast, and uh, she knows how to talk, but she also has something to say. Yeah. And uh, yeah, what for me was really impressive how she talked about her brain injury. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, that's. That's something uh, underestimated back then when she had it, and now uh, everybody knows. But uh, I think it's been underestimated for for for, yeah. for too long. Yeah, uh, and they then found out way too late in her case. Yeah, yeah. and then also what I recollect is that uh, that she learned that we are such two fools <laughs> going to Kansas without knowing yeah. anything. It's almost the same as when I went to Leadville and I didn't know, yeah. know what a tubeless tire was. Yeah. We we learned things about vests. You have to take, like, you have to have three the same and you can do, apparently you can have a pit stop and two wheel changes in 42 seconds. Uh, you need a guy, a We were <laughs> That's a we very were important bad. one. Yeah. But you need a guy and he arranges everything for you and if you still race you get uh, the, 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 the good the good fuel and if you're out of contest then you can start drinking bourbon and eat burritos on the bike and donut holes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then uh, We were novice pricks. Yeah, we thought we knew it all, but she, we really peeled down during the conversation, and and also thinking back of the dirty cancelled ride we did, it also had some elements of it, but we really peeled down every aspect of that <laughs> I, race. Of course, I think that I, was really interesting. It was in March, and I had to race that race the end yeah, of man. May, so it was uh, was two and a half months before. About Kansas. time! <laughs> it was about time to know about your guy and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> and the race winning tires yeah yeah uh, race, yeah, yeah. yeah. one thing that stood out for me is that she 
And this, she said, uh, we at, at some point we asked her the, the question, what's the longest ride you did? You, you don't have to ride the full 200 200K. miles to actually be, be ready. Yeah, 200K is the longest ride she did. Yeah, she, she's not training. Yeah. Uh, but there was no hesitation in her voice. It was, no, you don't need to train uh, actually the, the 200 miles. You didn't really uh, live up to that, eh, Tendam. No, I didn't. No, 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 I didn't. But the thing is, the thing with all those things is, I'm going to give you shit now. Yeah. You only hear what you want to hear. So if someone says, ah, oh, you don't have to, then you point that out. True. But if somebody True. else says you have to do 10% more than the, then you're yeah. like, ah. Oh. True. That's totally, so, totally true. You look for confirmation of your own behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Even I do that now. Even I do that. <laughs> No, no, no. But I, m- I must say, I must say, I think she's right. You know, if you run a marathon, she said the f- her phrase is you run a bunch of halves before. You don't run a marathon before. Yeah, yeah. And then on the day of the marathon, you do a marathon. But in Hendrik Werner's words, you know, uh, in, the, in one of our shortcut files, address rehearsal. Yeah, man. Is 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 also really important. So, we, which I mean is like you have to practice ten or twelve, the real fifteen thing. days before. Ish. Yeah, yeah. You have to practice a little bit, you know, and then in your mind you're also getting ready for that day, and you think, okay, what do I do when I flat? What do I do? So you do. You, he says you do two hundred or two hundred fifty k. You know, something uncomfortable uh, because you have to you have to be prepared also for 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 situations. What can happen? Yeah. 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 What do you do when Colin Strickland attacks with 80k to go in a big headwind and then suddenly uh, yeah, that, he, he knew there was let, going to be a la, la, la. Let somebody else get him back. Okay. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> Not you. And one, one more on a serious note, the uh, thing that this stro- that stroke st- that struck me from the, the the conversation is that and that's also really American. She is such a great storyteller. You know, there's something yeah. with Americans in the way they they tell stories. If you just talk American, I don't know yeah, what they what they what they I put think, in I the food the, there. We have to ask. We have to ask Teddy down next time. But yeah. he's he, he's also really yeah. good in telling stories. Very eloquent. Uh, but yeah. it seems like it's like a, uh, what is a fuck up school? Like it's yeah. something like cool. Like a, you a course. Get that's cool. Yeah. Presentation. Like, I think it's, everybody it's has it in its skill set. Yeah. And uh, it's nice because when you make a podcast with Alison, that's actually easy to do. So, yeah, Yeah, that's really true. It was not, uh, it was, it was just, we didn't have to think too much about our questions or stuff like that because, uh, yeah, it it went by itself. Yeah. Let's it was it was really cool. It, enough said, Lau. Do, do you have anything else to 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 uh, to give uh, the listeners before they start listening? Yeah, I want to be a little bit like Lance. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do a little bit of business, maybe? Lau. No, 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 not of business. But I like this conversation a lot. Enjoy <laughs> listening to this conversation. Lau, where the hell are we? In a basement. We're, we're in <laughs> With all nice pictures around. I see already all kind of 650B 2.1 pictures of tires and clearance around me. We've got clothes uh, covered 
bikes. Yeah, yeah. Actually, we have the specialized uh, bike rounds of the new uh, of the new diverse bike, so the new gravel bike. I'm going to race in Kansas, I think. I suppose. Yeah. So <laughs> you bet you. <laughs> it's still on embargo, so we're not going to uh, to place pics of the bike. But uh, no, we're uh, actually kind of. I, uh, we arrived today. Alison arrived yesterday. We're having fun already. So uh, for the listener who doesn't have a clue what. These guys talking about we're in Girona, Spain. Oh yeah, we're That's in Girona. Something to we had already a menuda dia for lunch, and yeah. now we had uh, we bought ratafia because when in Catalonia you buy the the ratafia, uh, uh, like like we did in the Dania tapes a few months ago, and uh, yeah, but tomorrow we're going to ride bikes. We're going to ride a new bike on gravel. We have something special on the table. I introduced her already a yeah. little bit. Hi, Alison. Hi, um, I don't know if you know this, Lawrence, but the photos behind you are of me. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> there, I see you. I see yeah. you all over yeah, the place. We are, we are, we are covered with Allison here. <laughs> We're covered with Allison. Also, I saw Sagan uh, on one of the pictures. Yeah, yeah. he has. He had, a, he had a hair on his legs. Yeah, which for is sure. cool. We, yeah, we, yeah. We, we, we checked out on the. So I was going to shave my legs for tomorrow because it might, might be the first day being outside again but when i see peter i can i can pull it i can pull yeah, a saga okay. <laughs> now, now, you, now should, you, you should tell the honest story so so we arrived here allison at uh, let's say 10 then we went to the clothing factory which we maybe uh, are talking about later we arrived at the hotel in which we are now at 12 i think Uh, one, one, one. one? Yeah. Then we went into uh, the bar Girona. With the, in Girona downtown. I had only one thing to do, which was to shave my legs because of a cold winter in Holland. And I did, a, I did it. Yeah, and I did a 90-minute power nap, nap instead. <laughs> like I woke up just before dinner. Like it oh. was during the menuda dia. He was. I'm going to shave my legs. I'm going. To <laughs> I'm going to lose all these hairs in the bathroom of the hotel. So when we're back at the hotel, I'll shave my legs. Guy fell asleep, didn't shave his legs. So Does it really take you monkey. 90 minutes to shave your legs? No, 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 no. You should have seen his legs. <laughs> this this bony, this bony you. things. Lawrence is now showing his oh, his boy. white. That white. might take 90 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll bring back that trousers. <laughs> How is that in gravel? You still have to shave your legs because. I mean, guys have arrow bars out there. Good luck to you. Okay, okay. I know. Arrow so I have everything. to be. I have to be arrow. So Joff Kabush is not uh, 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 is not in that uh, direction. And Joff, who won the first grasshopper I did, or we did together, I think he had the, the f- no swearing policy, the fuck <laughs> arrow t-shirt on the yeah. podium yeah. of Kansas, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, so I'm not, I don't think I'm, I will use arrow bars. I, will I won't either, no. No? no. no. Okay, that's the first thing already, no arrow bars. No. We can talk about it. I have a technical perspective. It's so, it's so <laughs> I mean, road cycling, and then we, we um, uh, step back and we'll give you the introduction mm-hmm. you deserve. Introduction you deserve. Uh, but there is something with gravel that it tends to break with the n- normative, is that a, the correct word, of road cycling. Because road cycling is better. It's really uh, your suck should be this high. Your, uh, your, your are there rules? Cost. You mean like and, and in gravel rules. there tend to be no rules, but not ride, riding with uh, arrow bars is actually a non-explicit rule. It's not done. Gravel is relatively disruptive in the industry, right? Yeah. I mean, it's about just choosing your own rules, your own terrain, riding what bike, what tires you would like. Um, I think that's something very special about gravel. It's all inclusive. Uh, it's really not about who wins the race. It's about the whole community drinking, having fun, com- like completing the event. 
And um, but about arrow bars, that's a whole nother thing. I mean, you don't really want to put stipulations on gravel. Right. You just need to go out and take yourself off your high horse pedestal and just join the community and have a rad time. If if I listen to this, I hear somebody says, "Guys, do whatever the f- you want, yeah, but don't use arrow bars." <laughs> Uh, it's a little bit now, like the North Holland 100. Yeah. You have to choose in between bikes and stuff like that. Everything is allowed. As long as it's not aero bikes. <laughs> Alison, what do we have on the table? Please introduce us to the bottle of... Radafia. <laughs> I, like I like the English word. Radafia. It's Radafia. okay, Stevie. <laughs> the Radafia line. We're going to Radafia grab. line. Yeah. How do you like it? So, uh, Alison got introduced aperitif. to the Ratafia, the local drink in uh, in uh, Girona. Uh, we got uh, stumbled upon it in a, December. In last. December already, yeah. we loved it. It's called Ratafia. How do you like it? It's delicious. It's a great aperitif. That's a, that sounds like a plan. Shall we give her the forty different flowers? Right. Shall we give oh. Alison the in introduction the she deserves? Yeah. For, oh. Okay. There we go. <laughs> he f bombed this <laughs> podcast. We are. We, we are allowed to say yeah. that. Okay, Alison Tetrick, born and raised on cattle ranches on the U.S. West Coast, started out her sporting career as a pretty decent tennis player, <laughs> switched to triathloning after college graduation in 2006, showed up to some bike races, and then one thing led to the other. Three years later, she signed a pro contract. A world tour athlete that had her share of setbacks in life, but it's not exactly the kind of rider that stays down after a punch. Got back on the highest level of road racing and then decided she was done with it in 2016. Yes, I've done my homework. And <laughs> assumably had her best day on the bike ever on June 3rd, 2017. On the long and winding road of the Flint Hills, she crossed the le- uh, finish line first and won Dirty Cancer edition of that year. Happy to have her on the podcast. Welcome, that was also Madison. for the course record. Oh, oh, just, yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's American. Yeah, I was having doubts, okay, but she's TV, American. I got you. What's the I course record? For, uh, yeah. my, uh, yeah. The women's course record currently is 11 hours, 40 minutes, and 41 seconds. Whoa. Imagine that. In 11, what, almost twel- almost two, a 12 hour race. <sighs> I think my longest one was seven, seven and a half hours, I think. You're in for a treat. We'll dive into that later. Ooh, First, Allison. Four hours. Um, was that your best day day on the bike ever? That day? Oh, that's a nice one. It was, it was a difficult day by all means. I think it was probably the first day that I actually pushed myself past any limits that I ever had achieved. And I was coming in, roaring to the finish line. I actually had to sprint. That's a different story. But as I was coming into the finish line, it wasn't about me. It was about everybody that had supported me and brought me up to that moment. And I remember calling my coach afterwards, and I thought, I just sprinted after 206 miles. Who does that? And he said, a crazy person. And, you know, it was just a moment where it wasn't about me or about any sort of thing that I had holding over my head. It was about proving it to the, everyone that had brought me to that moment. So it was very sure. special, but it was not a beautiful day by any means. I took off like a rocket and was very far ahead and had a very bad day for another five hours, <laughs> which is a long time. <laughs> we'll, we'll touch upon the, the, the cancer story because I think it's an awesome story. But back to my question, the, the most 
like the best day on the bike ever, the most beautiful, just can be a training ride, can be a race. Is there something that comes up? I've won Gravel Worlds, which is in Lincoln, Nebraska, three times. And Gravel was, Worlds? Yes. Yeah. It's Kansas, right? No. An <laughs> official Gravel Worlds. Unofficial Gravel Worlds. Educate World. us here. Yeah. Unofficial Gravel Worlds takes place in Lincoln, Nebraska, and that probably would have been my best day on the bike in 2018 because it was one of those days that you're just flying and no one can stop you and you're singing, making friends, and you – I set the course record there um, – over 20 miles an hour Singing. for 150 miles. <laughs> huh? But yeah, but I was having a blast and it was so fun. How, 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 how long? 150 did? miles and it took me seven ish hours. Wow. That's 220 uh, for the kilometers. And 10,000 feet of climbing. Or something. Yeah, 230. And 10,000 feet of climbing. That was the cool. achievement, but why was it your best day on the bike? Probably what because happened? nothing went wrong and nothing could go wrong. I just was happy in my moment and honestly coming into it I was a little trepidatious of pressure and people assuming since I'd won Kansas I could do this and that and the other and you have pressure and I was nervous and then I just rode with a great group of people and had a blast and just let let it all go can you enjoy how was the pressure yeah can you enjoy something like that did it came after we you win Kansas like it's cool to win it but then you also like disliked it maybe for a moment like yeah the pressure was pretty hard after winning Kansas because then I won a lot of gravel races after that and it made it difficult when you show up everyone assumes you want to win or you will win and I think the essence of gravel is about enjoying the community in the day and also gravel unlike road has a lot of different circumstances that can play a role in your result because you can't throw your hand up yeah. and get support from your follow car. Unlike LPD. some performance pro, <laughs> yeah. former pros. And do. so there's a lot of just chance that comes yeah. to it. And it's not from a lack of preparedness. It's just luck. And that doesn't happen as much on road because you have a caravan, you have course markings, etc. So gravel is a little bit more happenstance on that. And it's more about the adventure in the community. But when you start winning a bunch, people start thinking you're going to win everyone, and then you might have bad luck one day yeah. for whatever reason. And that somewhat, to me, added a little pressure, and it might take away a little of the fun. So then you have to recalibrate you yeah. know, your power meter if you still ride one. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. Which is really not done. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you have to recalibrate why you're there, and yeah. it's about embracing the exploration of the day. Yeah. Is it something you, so would, it's, you would not have done on the road? In on, your road life, so to say? On the road, no, it's different. I mean, you're racing on teams, and it's a little it's set in stone on how that plays yeah. out, like team yeah. tactics and the race course, et cetera. Like when you start dirty Kansas or gravel worlds or all these other events, you might not know the course until the night before. So it's not like you can go and recon corners yeah. and the last finishing straight, you know, you it's, it's kind of up in the air. So on road, I felt a bit like you're operating on a pedestal. Because you're riding laps around the Mir de Wee or in Flanders or Tour of China or whatever. And you're, you're operating on this pedestal and you're having fans. It's great. But you're not actually engaging with your community. And when you race gravel, you're all starting in this mass 
quantity of individuals that are like-minded and they're equally passionate about what you are, which is just riding your bike as hard as you can all day. And that's relative. But you got more pressure on the gravel than on the road? Or... I had a lot of pressure on the road as a time trialist because that's my specialty. And it was really disappointing sometimes because that is you against the clock. Um, yeah. Gravel, I probably achieved more pressure because I just had more notoriety. Um, but then I had to step back and luckily racing for specialized, we're about building community and engaging and creating the best equipment. So you kind of take a step back from that pressure and you go, yes, I want to be at the pointy in the race, but also I want to just like stoke the fire for yeah. gravel fun, you know? Mm. So you, so you made like the result less important so that you can, uh, could enjoy the, the process more. Yeah, I think you probably would recognize that from the end of your career where you need to take a step back and you're taking a long flyer, which I've definitely watched you in many tours and other illustrious stage races around the world. And you were always just racing from passion and from your heart. And that's how I raced on the road. Um, I'm a female cyclist, so it's different. (laughs) But I want to take just that fire that I have to racing my bike as hard as I can to gravel and also results be damned because... I want to race as hard as I can. And if I'm having a bad day, I'm going to make somebody else have a great day while I'm doing it. Cool. So, so you did follow Lau as an athlete. That was actually my next <laughs> question. Thank you for that. What, what do you know of him? I actually loved watching him. Yeah? Um, you know, I might, I might change my opinion now that I've like met him in person <laughs> yeah. several times. He's, but he's a ass. real dick. <laughs> he's an ass. Yeah, no, don't but be a dick, Lau. <laughs> watching him at races, I just, I like somebody that wears their heart on the sleeve and, and is a, like a, either a super domestique or winning, you know, and those sometimes go hand in hand, as you know. And I won a lot of races that way, and I lost a shit ton more than I ever won because of that. Is there a specific moment you can uh, you can uh, you remember of him on the probably on the bike? tour? It's probably tour. He's just like snot, sweat, drool, <laughs> like yes. off the front. Yes. And I all I want this. him to do is just to win, and you just see the peloton <laughs> coming, <laughs> and I'm like, bless his heart. I mean, he doesn't look good doing it, but he's trying. <laughs> when, so when when did you guys first meet? You remember? Was that that, that probably a grasshopper? Actually, grasshopper. Uh, yeah, it must be the end of March, of end of January this year, at the start line, with four hundred fifty other people. I think we had followed each other on social media prior yeah, to yeah, that. I knew, uh, yeah, because I connected already before to do this to do this podcast, because yeah, we wanted. Like you said, uh, we had the goat of cycling uh, on road racing, and then we wanted to have, uh, yeah, the, the one I knew gravel racing was Allison, you know. So that's why I approached her on social media, like, okay. So we're, we're we wa- really gonna ask you to to educate us, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because so in all our humbleness, you. we don't know <laughs> shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but first, tell us who um, Paul Tetrick is. Oh, <laughs> you're going to make me cry. Paul Tetrick is my grandfather. He actually passed away last year. Oh, um, but he's the one who got me into cycling and he passed away at 85 and he didn't get into cycling after until after the age of 50. Um, he was an uh, army vet, so he served in the Korean conflict and was a long-distance runner, a contractor, etc. So he didn't find endurance sports until long after he had to serve a very hard life. And I'm playing collegiate tennis, wearing you know tennis skirts and <laughs> <Yeah>. visors. 
Let me visualize this for a moment. Yes, you go got on. it. Yep. Go on. Uh-huh. And, and I remember my grandpa used to take my hands, and they're not super small. So he used to take my <laughs> hands and be like, you really could be, and, and this is when the individual pursuit was still in the Olympics. He yeah. was ah, like, okay. you. Yeah. The Chloe Digert. Uh, you yeah, could yeah, yeah. be. This incredible athlete in cycling. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, I see what you wear when you ride bikes. It's all bright. It's (laughs) tight. Like, that's super weird. I don't want to do this. And he kept going, oh, like, you should try cycling. And um, so I end up, um, this is going to be a slightly long story, so I apologize. But I graduate college, played tennis, NCAA tennis, and I still had a very competitive edge. And I thought, what can I do? So I start running a ton. I'm pretty big bone to run 60 miles a week for an entire year. So I keep running, running, running. And then I thought, I'll do triathlon. And so I buy a bike and I surprise my grandfather. And I drive from Texas to Colorado for you folks in How long Amsterdam. Is that? It's, that's a long drive. So we're looking like 12-hour drive. Yeah. And I surprise him. And he's doing his local time trial because he's – He's a bike racer, right? At seventy-five years old, or whatever. He's seventeen times Masters National (laughs) Champion. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) he's like the fastest guy over the age of seventy in the United States, right? And so he's his local time trial called Cherry Creek in downtown Denver. And I drive and surprise him, and I roll up on my bike that I buy on eBay. It's a T-Mobile giant bike, right? And I roll up, and I bought it for twelve hundred dollars on eBay. (laughs) The Jan Ulrich bike. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was like yeah, some guy's bike because yeah, it's hot pink. And I roll up, but I don't know <laughs> how to clip in yet. Yeah, yeah. 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 it Compared was pink. <laughs> and I roll up and I go, hey, Paul. And my grandpa looks around and I almost fall over because it's a bike. Clicks. I don't know how to really yeah. ride a bike. Clips, the whole thing. And he just was thrilled. And he's like, what are you doing here? And I was like, well, I got a bike. I thought it'd be like you. And he goes, how about this weekend you sign up for this race? And so sure enough, I sign up for a race in Denver at Altitude. I do a pillar to point or something in Golden, Colorado. My number is pinned upside down. I have a sleeveless jersey. And um, I get, like, at the start of the race, they go, you can't wear that jersey. And your number is upside down because it doesn't have sleeves. So my grampy takes his jersey off. My grandpa, you know, takes his jersey off, gives me his jersey, pins his number on. And I do the race. The whole race takes off. I still can't figure out how to clip in. (laughs) <laughs> and he, I go, what do I do? And he goes, just go, <laughs> you know, and I sure enough, I take off and I, I do really well. And, you know, a couple of weeks later, I have a call from the national team. And three months later, I'm living in Europe and Lemu actually not too far from here. I stumbled upon That's this a one little bit sentence, quick, you know, he, he three was, months later, I live in Europe. <laughs> I think he was a smart man because, and, and that really struck me. He said, cycling makes you humble. <laughs> yes. Because there's always, always someone better. Yep. And you often lose. Yeah, that's that's, that's that's wisdom. Yeah, he taught me that from an early age. I said, "Well, what do I do?" And I would call him crying, and he's a pretty tough guy. You know, he doesn't emotions weren't his strong suit. And I said, "What does cycling teach you?" He goes, "No matter if I win national champions today, world championships tomorrow, tomorrow morning, I wake up, there's somebody better than me." Stay it humble. teaches me humility. So, yeah. how was that first year, pro cyclist? I In lost Europe. a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was starting races here in Europe, still not sure how to clip in. No way. <laughs> no, you're kidding like, me, right? I'm at Flanders. Okay, so I'm not even worried about the cobbles. Flanders? Yeah, I'm not even worried First about cobbles. I'm literally yeah. like, when the gun goes off, you're going to clip in. And that means you step down and you clip. Okay, practice, practice. <laughs> you know? 
No way. <laughs> you want to stand next to the barriers. I, yeah. that was my I got disqualified once for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah? That's not allowed in the United States. Oh, okay, okay. You're not supposed to hold on to the barriers. I, I always thought when I was a newling, it was the same. Like, yeah. I was always nervous to clip in because of a 40K crit. You know, oh, and yeah. you need to be in the front right away. And then no, you, that yeah. tactic was to hold to the barriers. Yeah, I got. I, one time they told me to let go of the barriers, and I was like, oh. Then, then what do I do? So I had to learn how to actually try to clip in. So, Alison, then um, you finish your first pro year. And then uh, you stumble upon a little bit of uh, uh, unfortunate events. Take us to June 2020, I think. 2010. 2010, sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah in June 2010, I um, was racing the Cascade Cycling Classic, which you never did, but that's in, sorry, Lawrence never did, yeah. um, was in is was in Bend, Oregon. And um, I just come off of racing the Giro, the, and we won Giro with the national Rosa. team. Yeah. The Giro Rosa. It's, it's written with a national team, right? Yeah, and I rode with the national team, and we won with Mara Abbott. Yeah. And I am finishing on a pretty big high. You know, I've I've got the whole the Top whole, the thi- the whole yeah. thing down. You was in yeah. a good place. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'd eaten the cake and drank the champagne. I got dropped in the Stelvio ten times. <laughs> you know, I am good to go. And so I'm racing um, a couple stages into this UCI race in Bend, it's, Oregon. Yeah, it's one of the bigger US races, right? Yeah, yeah it's I it's I a remember. great race, and I'm sitting top three after the prologue and a few stages, feeling pretty good. Like I'm. Like, I did my domestique work, you know, it's my time to shine. And I'm just descending down and, you know, I fix a number, like my number plate's falling and I'm fixing it and I see a crash. I'm like, oh, I'm fine, you know, and I'm just like skirting around the crash. And then, of course, somebody next to me panics, full breaks. And I mean, no blood, no anything, but I crashed from 45 miles an hour, which is what in kilometers? It's more than, it's, it's 60. No, almost 70. 70 kph. Yeah, it's, it's like uh, fast. Like, you, yeah, it's real you, fast. You didn't pedal, but uh, you, yeah. you spun out. Yeah, yeah. you're not pedaling. No, it's no. super fast because it was very high in yeah. altitude. Yeah, and from 45 to zero, no blood, just hit my pelvis, shatter my whole pelvis, and hit my head. Ended up getting life lighted out in a helicopter. Um, and it was, that wasn't good. So my dad actually made it to the hospital before I did. Because he was waiting at the finish line, and then radios came in. And so what was the damage? A traumatic brain injury. Did you know that already then? I did not, because this was a little bit before concussions were, dare I say, popular. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of the NH- NFL, NFL yeah, and the, hockey, the football, NHL. Yeah. On, Nobody ever checked it, right? No, and I was on the Olympic... Something different than a broken bone. Yeah, something. so I was on the Olympic long team at the time. So, you know, I'd done really well on the national team. And so everyone was really concerned about my pelvis because, yeah. I mean, it wasn't just broken. It was just shattered. And so everyone's like, how soon can she get on the bike? They're like eight, nine, 12 weeks. You know, yeah. it's going to be a long time. And no one ever looked at my head. I never even had a CAT scan. I never had any sort of scanning on my head. And so I actually returned to racing in eight months. And I was very fast. Um, I was light. I was very fixated on this goal of... Can I go to the Olympics? Can I win nationals? You know, like you get very fixated on that as an athlete. Mm-hmm. And then I crashed again. I got selected for the national team for the Pan American Games. I crashed again in the time trial. It was a fluke warm up crash, just endo and warm up because the sun hadn't risen. You're just 
riding along and hit a storm grate. They start early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the but sun hasn't risen. Just Warm up in the pinch dark, you said. Yeah. Oh, it, was, it was pitch dark when you're warming up, and the storm grates were actually like in the roundabout the way your tires go. Oh. And I was just trying to see the course oh. for my first time. Imagine that, eh? just like your, your front wheels. I went down. down yeah, yeah, head over. Sounds like it. a Chris Froome. Head crash. over heels. And it was very slow, you know, so nothing's yeah. broken, nothing bloody. But my head was just like, you know what I mean? Like the sound effects. Did you ever have that? Lawrence, have that? Uh, no, not not like that. No, but yeah, I also had my blows on my head. But I was, I remember my f- the first one I had. I was 18. It was a first year amateur. I uh, I crashed in a crit. It was also before all that concussion yeah. protocol. I was out. I didn't remember anything for the crit, but uh, I was in a, ho- a hospital. They sent me home, and I I remember all my friends came to the house. My parents were on holiday. And uh, I was just sitting up like we're sitting now. I was having a big mouth again, you know, talking bullshit. And suddenly I I passed out again Mm. because of the big mouth. And then my friends and my my current wife, they put me on the couch. And there was something like, oh, fuck, you know, like you don't know. And suddenly. But you mentioned the concussion protocol. When did that enter? Uh, there was something the NFL or the NHL the the lot three year, three four years ago. Yeah. For example, Case Ball, yeah. a friend of mine who I train with, uh, he lost a whole year because of of a of a concussion. He fell not on the bike. He fell uh, because he he got up from the from the couch, you know, with low blood pressure, and then just he just fell over. Just a gnarliest crash at home, like like nothing yeah. happened. The same yeah. as you, no blood, nothing. Lost one year of his. He was 23 years old, and but back then he, he same as you telling like I want to be back uh, quick, you know, yeah. and the, focus on your pelvis, focus, not on your head. Yeah, and yeah. he wanted to wow. be back racing, 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 and maybe I can still make it to Roubaix, you know, and maybe I can still make it to another race like you. You you wanted yeah. to make, and once he dropped that, that all, like oh, I'm not going to make it this year. And then it started to go better. So yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know about your experience but yeah for me unfortunately it was a little bit the second concussion which on top of a traumatic brain injury a tbi was like lights out yeah and and the doctor said to you like then the doctors actually looked back they're like oh (laughs) you're in trouble and they you know i couldn't read a menu anymore and they're like i couldn't balance so i had to go back to like i never had that that's for sure some severe therapy so so what what is lights out lights out is you've been married have a college education and a professional job and career and you're sitting in your childhood bedroom looking at a poster of serena williams on your wall and patrick rafter thinking and your high school prom date (laughs) and you're going i should be able to pay rent and have my job and my professional career but instead i am sitting in my childhood bedroom looking at serena and patrick and my prom date yeah so you were probably should text my prom date you were not (laughs) you were not able to I couldn't function for for a bit. And honestly, in hindsight, that did teach me to understand the severity of the injury. Yeah. How old were you? 25. 
and you and you were living on your your own before, and then your parents just took you back. And I still and had my place, but yeah, yeah I just yeah. had to stay there, and yeah. and I couldn't drive. I couldn't. So your mom and dad took care of you. Like, yeah, and oh. the first. How long did that take you? How long? Did about it a year, probably at least, to be able to. Oh, that sounds <laughs> about a year, but a yeah. year is long. Yeah, yeah, a year is long. I mean, I ended up going back, and it just. But for me, it was about recognizing the severity of the injury and being able to accept help because I think a lot of this, you know, for all of us that have either um, overcome mental health, inj- like health mm-hmm. issues, mental health issues, or huge injuries that we've suffered from, it's about being willing to ask for help from those that you love and trust. You have to accept. Because as you know, like when you're injured, I mean, you you want, a lot of times we look for the answer that we're we want which is yes but it's those that you love or that love you (laughs) that will tell you no and so so, sometimes i think we seek the answer that you want to hear versus the answer that you need to hear how did that work out with you it was very difficult so i think the first injury i probably should have listened to my parents but i didn't i was very you know what did they say They wanted me to just to take a time off or, you know, wait and recalibrate. Um, but I was very fixated, like I said, on external validation. I have validation. to go to the Olympics. That's yeah, I need to win the next race. Blah, I need blah, to heal blah, this yeah. bone. I've got it. I'm good. I'm an adult. I'm independent. I'm smart. Yeah. I'm fine. And then it was a second injury that it was like, oh, well. I'm not maybe so fine. something is wrong. <laughs> uh, can you pick me up from the airport? Yeah. I can't see straight. Like No way. So, I mean, they had to drive three hours to pick me up from the airport. And then you're like, well, that sucks. So I think it's just about recognizing where our weaknesses are. And then also as friends and caregivers and family to be able to offer support for those that we love and asking if they need help. And also sometimes, you know, shuffling your way in there, even if they're denying it for you, if you know somebody is suffering from something to so, so yeah. How far away was competitive road racing or gravel racing or being competitive on a bike at the, those moments? Did you ever think of it? Or I thought of it every day um, obsessively. But then what I did is had to learn to separate that from my identity. So it was about being, I'm this person, I'm a scientist, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, I'm a friend. You know, I'm all these things. And yes, I'm also a cyclist. And what else I am is so much more than that. And that made me love cycling even more. And so at one point I walked into my neuropsychologist and I thought, he was like, you really need to stop racing. This is very dangerous. What are you doing? And I said, because the, you know, effing bike owes me something. I sacrificed my entire life for this bike and it owes me something. And I thought he would look at me like I was a crazy person. And the guy looks at me from across the table. He's like, that's the best thing I've ever heard you say. All right, let's do this. So, yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah. it was just like, I want to do this for me. And because yeah. I like sacrificed so much. But what we had to learn or what I had to learn is it wasn't my identity, my results. My... Not for somebody else. Not for. Uh, no, it's just for me. Actually, Marianne taught us the same. Right? Yeah, exactly the same. Oh. Because yeah, she was... Yeah. She was injured for a few for a few yeah. years actually. Yeah, she was. And she had to separate Marianne the cyclist from Marianne the yeah. person because yeah, the distance. Everybody gave her looks the at her as a cyclist. Yeah, and yeah. then you can go to a race, and that's why I love gravel. I mean, to turn it back around is like 
gravel to me is, yes, I want to win. I want to go fast, but sometimes I don't, you know, and sometimes I'm just going to hang out and with the community and just increase the stoke on gravel and riding bikes. And I think that's important, but yeah, I still want to compete and be as fit and strong as I can and be better. But I think it's about separating that it's like results or nothing. Yeah. You know, it's about being an ambassador and a complete human being, an advocate for our sport that makes it more valuable. Are you a different person now from the person you were uh, four years ago? Absolutely. Years ago, two years ago. But aren't we all different people every <laughs> single day? Uh, yeah, but uh, my, my question is more like, uh, did something, uh, was there something to speed up that process? I think it was accepting that I had changed and seeing people that loved me saying you're different and maybe I'm more impulsive, more brash. Um, I, I think I used to be a little more submissive and less, I don't know, ballsy. I don't know how else to say right now. Um, but I, in having people say I changed and I, I actually like who I am now yeah. because I don't have a choice, first of all. Because I can't. You are where you are I, now. Yeah, I can't quite go back and change the past. And also, I think with each day comes growth, and the bike has given me an incredible opportunity to express myself. Uh, working with Specialized has been amazing for my not only my personal career but also my just the person you are. Yeah, the person who I am. I mean. I'm embraced for who I am and being an advocate for the sport is really important to me and for people to understand what I want to talk about or work on projects with is really special. So yeah, I've changed, but I'm okay with that. Yeah. And I'm going to change tomorrow when I wake up again and the next day, but I hope we all change for the better each morning. Is it something you think about a lot, that change? Yeah. Because I think that's, for, for, for just as a personal, I think that, For me, that would be something that would really be hard, you know, just or or something to take that that's that's in your mind all the time. It's in my mind quite a bit. I think about it. I mean, almost by minute. Yeah. You know, and I I actually want to make sure I'm articulating my words correctly. I'm, you know, displaying my brands correctly and being the best version of myself I can be. Um, but I think that's what we all do in, no. in all honesty. Um, well, based on the dinner we just had, you're doing a hell of a job. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we talk about dirty cancer? Yes, let's do it. Because, Alison, as I stated before, educate us. So we're trying to... You're in for a hell of a ride. We, we are trying <laughs> we to... We don't know where we're going we, to. <laughs> we are trying to divide this part of the podcast into three parts. Three parts. Pre-race, during-race... Post-race, yeah? We don't know shit again, huh? Post-race whiskey. Post-race whiskey. So we, okay. we, we, we take the ratafia, so the party on, the, on our... I remember uh, that. I got a great bar for you guys. It's great. We got post-race covered. That's Let's start with free. There's something with whiskey. Remember Iman? He went to the gaffle. Yeah. He, he is a Iman. Yeah, uh, I know yeah, Iman. Yeah, yep. US guy. He brought a bottle of whiskey. I went to Granduro. I remember at the, at the after party, every US guy... There's something with those yanks. a bottle of whiskey here, There's you know, something like, with those yanks. Yeah. So <laughs> when do you, no, back to basics. What is Dirty Kansas? Dirty Kansas, I'm going to say, is the biggest gravel race in the world. Um, it's the years I've done it, it's about 206 miles, which LTD give me a little, what's that in case? That's uh, 320, 330 kilometers. 
Yeah. Fuck. So they say it's, they call it the Dirty Kanza 200, but it is 206. But those extra 10K make a big difference. Okay. Yeah. I remember. The first year I did it, I was like, it's 200. And then you hit 200 and you still see the water tower so far away and you're like. There's a water tower. Okay. Yeah. And then you swear, insert swear word here. And you're like, I still have 10K to go. We know water towers in the Guys, we're going to, we're going to fast. I want to peel this up because I want to know everything there is because I want to be prepared. Good luck. Um, can we, like this can start. we prepared? Can we prepare for this? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. How, how? How? I think the trick to Dirty Kanza to have a successful time is to be as prepared as you can. And Lawrence, coming from World Tour, knows that. I mean, I was a time trialist, so I kind of geek out on preparedness. <laughs> I, I mean, I just like my equipment dialed. I like my nutrition dialed, and equipment, my mantra nutrition. was always like, control your controllables. Right? Yeah, Control your controllables control, yeah. is you guys are going to ride great bikes. You're on specialized, right? That's good. Yeah, you're on great equipment. You have great tires. So then hydration, nutrition, okay. etc., and then training. Sorry we, to interrupt. We, we, yeah, how is it? Tires. Stop. Uh, I want to talk about tires. I want to talk nutrition. Okay, first, you, first tires. When do, you, when do you say, these are the tires I'm going to ride? When, are, when do you decide that? Because that's really How important. wide? Um, so I think it depends on conditions. And in Kansas, unfortunately, I'm telling you guys, have you seen Wizard of Oz? No. You've never yeah, seen that movie yeah, where yeah, like yeah, Toto with, and the yeah. witch <laughs> and the little... And the guy... Conditions change. Yeah. Conditions change real quick. Like, you think you have your tires selected at midnight? We have control. <laughs> we, buy extra, we buy extra kilos on the plane. We bring all the tires and... Luckily, stuff. the bike shop actually is a specialized dealer as well. So for me, oh, nice. currently it's between Pathfinder and Triggers, you know, and it just depends on conditions. Yeah. Nobby or not so Nobby. Yeah, exactly. Colin won it on 42 Pathfinders last year. Told I ran you. 38. Yeah. Oh, we had 38. Yeah. I ran 38 yeah. Triggers. Lawrence told you the story, eh? Yeah. We went through the Flanders mud. And I was uh, running those uh, Pathfinder store, and I it, it was that's swearing, what to do with my know, technique. Like, uh, and then he said, Dude, "Sounds like you need to ride your bike better." You, you yeah. are, obviously <laughs> I, uh, I I do, uh, but then he told me you're on cancer winning tires. Yeah. And from that point, he I was flew. to the mud. I flew. Like, <laughs> I flew. It's all about yeah. confidence. It's all about confidence. You just have yeah, to go. I think you just. I mean, Trigger is probably one more dirty cancer than any other. How many tire. flats you had? I had I had some bad luck last year. I hadn't had any flats at Kansas until last year, and it wasn't sidewall. It wasn't anything. It was just farm nails. It was just the luck of the draw, like full on, like two inch rusty nails in my tire, which no tire is gonna. So this might sound because like a stupid question. What do you do when you have a flat? Okay, you fix so it. Yeah. You have to <laughs> how fix do you fix it? So Lawrence, you, you you can actually raise your hand. I did that. I, I mean, a clip I tried. On YouTube. <laughs> There's a clip on YouTube, me raising the hand on the start line of Leadville. You have to be self-prepared. And so that's what we were talking about. Control your controllables. Um, I ride a Camelback Chase Fest, which has 1.5 uh, liters of water in it. And then plus yeah. like space like for tools. It's like a rucksack, right? What? It's like a, is that a, a, sorry, yeah, a backpack. A backpack. Yeah. 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 And I ride with that. And yeah, you're losing aerodynamic and weight, but you have extra hydration. Oh, really doubt. Aerodynamic, weight, everything. <laughs> so, so how many, how many of the, the competitors uh, wear that? Wear Everyone. That? Everyone? Everyone. You we need have to it. have rugsack. Conor Strickland is wearing a rugsack. Uh, camelback, yeah. Okay, I'm wearing camelback. <laughs> yeah. But what I do also, though, to make a quick tire change is you put your tire changing equipment in your pockets because it's very easy and in that i have a fully loaded co2 with yeah. the nozzle already on it 
I have um, a plug system by Lazine in my pocket. A first, so plug we got educated today. Today. <laughs> today, we got a plug today. So I know Do you know how so. to use that? No. You got to insert it with <laughs> confidence. Insert it with confidence. Tomorrow we're going to try. Tomorrow I take a knife on the bike ride and then we're going to. It, make me, it makes me think of Pulp Fiction, you know, with the, with the yeah, heroin. Exactly. Like, like, boom. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> right into like the door. Boom. For everybody who doesn't, didn't, did not see that scene, we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. That's in the show notes. Oh, yeah. So, so it's about being prepared. Plug system. CO2. I have a CO2 with the nozzle spare on tire? it in my pocket. Oh, I have a spare tire and two spare tubes, even though I'm running tubes? tubeless. You're running tubeless, but, but just a spare, yeah. like a real spare, like a totally only the inside. tire you have with you. No, 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 on the inside. On the inside. Yeah, oh, okay. just just okay. a tube. No, um, I have two tubes, four CO2s, a pump, two Damn. nozzles. I this mean, I back- I'm ready for the apocalypse. <laughs> you guys, though, I am like scared. We, we didn't even yeah. bring that for a backpack trip, man. Well, you're <laughs> so not trying to be fast. Or are no. you? That's cute. But like, okay. <laughs> so I try to. now you're now you're I being to. now you're being offensive. He's here to compete. Am, am I going to get no? I'm, so you need to be prepared. Tra- training starts tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> no, please don't. And what? And what? Uh, so, uh, so you bring tires, CO2s, plug system, tubes. No, and then not maybe. Uh, yeah, the SWAT system has the the. The, for the chain, chain links and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, you need you need multi tools, and I have a multi. I have several multi tools in there, so it's just a matter oh, of wow. how quickly you want to get it out. Because I do think with Kanza, you don't want a quick skewer system. You no. want you want yeah. a rent, yeah, an Allen key in there um, because it's so rough. And yeah, I just think you want your flat fixing ability quick okay, if wow. you want to be quick. If we got to practice all this. So, so on the gear part, any yeah. other golden tips you have for us? Because then we... You, you, you take like a frame bag or something. Sometimes yeah. I see that. I have a it. little um, top tube bag. Yeah. Do you remember those bento yeah. boxes that yeah. triathletes use? Yeah. Mine's lasagna and it looks like that. And I'm going to tell you it's great for snacks. Snacks. I, yeah, my, what my, other snacks you take? Is it the, the <laughs> thing you put on the top tube or is it the thing you put on the little groceries? Not the frame. I put it on the top tube, like a little bento box yeah, behind yeah, your... Yeah. Um, and it's just... Aero. It is actually more aero. Yeah. We did test it. And also it's like easy <laughs> access because you're like... She's into wind. <laughs> I was a time trialist. But like I put donut holes in there. Donuts? Yeah. Donuts. You put donuts... Yeah. Is this is this the bridge want, to nutrition? You're, you're coming up with donuts. You can put Snickers in there too. <laughs> but the, but it's hot, right? They melt. Yeah. I Do- don't want melted. Snickers. Yeah, no, the melted Snickers aren't good. Donut holes don't melt. Okay, okay. And then like I do have goo gels and you know raised yeah. food in there too. But sometimes after you get we have past to pass Pharrell donuts in the hour nine, there. it's it's <laughs> tough to eat. Okay. That's, so nu- that's nutrition. I, I got a question. And then you have those. You, you have, apparently we want to know it all, Alison. Come on. You have two rest stops, right? Yep. Or rest stops. I yep. don't think. I, I don't want to rest. I'm racing. No. <laughs> <laughs> so so the, we need a guy there. We, yeah, you need to. We're traveling with the three you, of us, but we still need a guy. Ben, you, <laughs> ben, ben, Ben's probably using my guy at this point. I have no idea because I feel like I trust my guy more than your guys' guy. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a guy yet. 
You haven't used my oh, job no. yet. Maybe this is, this is good for the podcast. If somebody's listening, please volunteer. <laughs> please volunteer to be out. our guy at the yeah. restaurant. Because you have to pay them. They're expensive. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so what do we need? If Imagine so the guy we, have, there. we have a guy. What do you have there? What does he do? He gets paid by you, and then, <laughs> okay. or he Thanks really for likes you. Fucking up the market now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, I paid my guy, and he's great. But um, we're Dutch. <laughs> go on. We don't pay shit. Oh, is that like when you go on a date and they call it? You're going Dutch? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> okay. no that's being an ass. <laughs> okay, we'll cut this out. <laughs> I'm okay. not cutting that you're out. The, I like you're it. The, you're not cut it. No, nobody. Okay, so I think I've had I've had fun. I've done dirty cans of three times um been on the podium every single time uh with the course record and won it and <laughs> the support is pivotal and pivotal. it is absolutely imperative that you have good support Why? and they need to be if you are in the point of the race shit yet that's cool to you know. should work on that i'm yeah. making i'm making notes here <laughs> Native mental notes. you're not i'm looking at you right so, now so <laughs> mental notes so we have uh we, we need have... a pivotal guy on two spots yeah two you spots. have to be Pretty close to me on the first spot because he has to go to. You the guys second. might need two different guys. Pay two guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> listen to me. So you need to. The have business model on this endeavor is, <laughs> is, is, is. So when I come into the pit, a lot of times I'm yeah. one of the. It's few, quick, right? It's quick. I saw some. Ted King is out of there in 40 yeah, seconds Ted or King, less. Ted King, he doesn't like to stop. I don't like to stop either. It's fine. Wow, Ted King, I did some training rides with him, like. He's, you know yeah. I'm quick. Yeah, <laughs> he's quick. Are you telling? If I'm quick. He is quick. Like, you know, yeah. in Dutch we have to say "snicker cola gaan." It's called "snicker cola." You put Snick, it in your uh, mouth and you go. Thirty seconds. Go. I'm pretty quick. Like the pros are quick stopping. Like, uh, but I saw some footage of yeah. the, the the stop. Forty five seconds. It's YouTube? like l- less than a minute, right? Yeah, was, I did uh, this last year. I did thirty eight seconds and forty two seconds, no and the shit. second stop was with two wheel changes. Forty two yeah. seconds. Please, no ru- so you're really? arriving after. So your first stop. Please, let's zoom into this because it's really important. I want to visualize. For example, Strickland. I want to visualize. I'm, I want to visualize. You <laughs> arrive after how many uh, kilometers or miles? First stop. 100 miles? 120? So, 130? You run into the, the zone. You ride into the zone. What do you do? You get off your bike? I start yelling and being bitchy, but besides <laughs> that... Um, I can imagine that. I, I chuck my bike and I tell him everything that's wrong with my life and why I hate it. Yeah. And 38 then, seconds. Let's, oh, let's, stick to, let's stick to the I facts here, <laughs> Let's stick to the facts. <laughs> we do a little bit. Guys, my pit stop will we're be longer. To, we're here to learn. Stick to the facts, so Patrick. So I like, I just, I have, um, so I ride the Camelback Chase Fest like yeah. we just discussed. So pr- uh, previous to the start of the race, I have identical Chase Fest built up for me. So I'm not repacking. Yeah. I just chuck one off, put on a new one. He lubes the Mental chain yeah. and asks me if I had knee flats. Granted, he's using that cork tire whiz sensor, so he's tracking me. He knows my tire pressure as I'm riding the course. What? So he's like what? watching my tire pressure. <laughs> from, from, he can see your tire pressure yeah. from, from a distance. From the app. No yeah. way. So he knows what tire pressure I'm at. <laughs> Mrs. Shortcut. And he needs to then lube the chain really quickly as I'm like yelling Squirt. at him, telling me, like telling him how much I like hate everything that's going on. Yeah, yeah. And then I put on the new chase vest and then I'm like, he's then taking the stuff out of my pockets, putting new stuff in. Oh, if yeah. I flatted, yeah. I'm like, I need a new CO2. And he's not 
like he already has fully loaded CO2s with the head nozzle on. So it's yeah. not like you're taking time like, oh, here's a head nozzle. Here's it's a CO2. Total reset. Everything's just ready. What the fuck? And he's just I think we need to pay our guys. <laughs> we, we're going to pay our guy. A shitload of money. You should pay my guy. He's great, but I don't want to share him. No. I have photos of it have then. Him. And my, I'm just getting shoved back in. Wow. And you're like... But then, like, the next four hours, all you're thinking about is, I can't wait to see my guy again. Like, this is going to yeah. be great. Yeah. And then you get back there, and he's like, I pretty much hate you. You're horrible. <sighs> no, but they're ready But again. is it the same spot, or he has to change spots? He, go, he has to drive almost as long as you're riding. So we are paying they, a lot to this guy. <laughs> I, I, have, I have good guys all the, We didn't know shit. I but it does make it, it does, it, it is about controlling your controllables in this moment, though. Yeah. It's about being yeah. prepared I'm to so have the best I'm so happy with this day. podcast, because I'm pretty sure that King would have laughed at me when I would arrive like what are you doing at the restaurant I don't, I don't know, know. <laughs> cola snicker yeah, and go sticker, go yeah because no, he text- was laughing with me yeah. at Letville I arrived at Letville I didn't know shit like yeah. I really didn't know shit no but the support means a lot and also it's just it's really nice to like I had spare wheels so when I'd flatted I get two new wheels on the bike that's all allowed and that's allowed that's allowed you can't have What's it on not course allowed? you can't have anyone come on course no. with you you have to but navigate yeah. the yourself you the rest wheels. stop you have to why finish don't you on change the, a bike you have to finish on the frame that you started with okay that's why so if he needs if I've sheared my derailleur because it's muddy he can put a new derailleur on he can put new tires on he He's or got she all with him oh also. yeah um <laughs> Ben so our friend from Specialized is sitting on the he's in the pole now we need a guy Ben we, we need some support we need to renegotiate Mule We're sitting down. Mats, Wait, I need to renegotiate. Then this is, sounds complicated. But no, you you just are prepared for the worst. And yeah. honestly, most of the time you don't need it. It's just it is peace of mind. But you are you need to finish on your frame. Everything else can change. So wheels can change. Everything can wheels, change. derailleur, shifters, okay. bars. Just you're supposed to start and finish on the same frame. Okay, we run the position wise. You have your yeah. Camelback. Mm-hmm. You have your donuts. Mm-hmm. What else? Um, in my. 1.5 liters on the back of the Camelback and in my bottles. I do all like just calories only because uh-huh. for me, I, I don't know, I'm a roadie. I have a hard time sometimes eating when it's like at the start when it's really te- like not, it's not technical. It's just fast and kind of chaotic. So you know, like anytime it. I want to drink, I need to also be getting that 25 calories, 50 calories of fluid. That's so wild, yeah, I'm talking calories. <laughs> in the- I, I do 250 calories an hour and my no, goal is six, yeah, 60 grams. Yeah. yeah. That's that's fine. It's like eat early and often. So I just try to to. Don't care. you need more? I mean, later probably, but at the start when it's so intense, it, I mean, it is like you know a Dutch like neutral start. Yeah. Kansas like that at the start. You are looking at people and you're going. You are going fifty kph. This is two hundred miles, like or whatever three twenty k. There's no way you can handle it, but they all are going that hard. So you kind of have to go that hard for a while. So you're like you're you're eating gels at the start, and it's six in the morning. It's so, early. So Allison, uh, yes, we're jet lag, no problem. This, <laughs> this is this is a, a 320k parkour. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, mentally, it would help to break it down <laughs> to keep it, you know, comprehensible. Is that the good word? Yeah. How can we break you're it down? You're going to suffer, is, bro. Are, are, is, you're is not there, going, is there like... You cannot yeah. break it down, bro. You're going <laughs> yes, to have, you can. You're going to cry. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> uh, the Dirty Kenzo winner is telling me I can. You can break it down. And that's I what listen. I did. You know, because so the first aid station is 100, 120, 100, 120 miles. You've ridden yeah. that far before in your yeah. life. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to ride a century. Then he was no. crying already when he did that far. So. Yeah. 
No, but you know the email. <laughs> so I, I break it down I'll to that point. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna race to this point, and I yeah. get to have my support crew reset, and then I start eating the chips and the donuts or whatever I want, and plus goo, and then I reset, and you just ride another century. Yeah. Which wow. you've ridden two centuries in your yeah. life, maybe not back to back, but you've ridden two centuries. Yeah, and so I go, I'm going to race to this point and then I'm going to reset and race again. This is going to be great. And you stay relatively positive. And my good friend, Celine Yeager, who used to be the editor of Bicycling Magazine, and she gave me this advice, which was forward progress, take care of yourself. So forward progress. I don't care if you're freaking walking. Are you making forward progress? Check. That's the ultra cyclist spirit. Yeah. You, you just don't stop. You just don't stop. And then are you taking care of yourself? And taking care of yourself extends beyond just eating and drinking. It's like, are you talking nicely to yourself in your head? Or are you saying you're fat and slow? Like, you use music? No. Nothing? I don't. You take no. a phone? No. I have my phone with me. In case yeah, I take a phone. Yeah. I have my phone. Um, but no, I don't listen to music. I think that's against the ethos of the sport. But that's me. P- it's not illegal. I just. Hey, I'm I wearing music. People. I'm wearing a arrow you're, gonna- <laughs> <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> so at what point, Alison, do you start hallucinating? I started hallucinating a mile 160. Yeah. About 160, I start thinking, there's some palm trees out there. Oh, there's these guys on horses. They're really cute. No way. <laughs> oh, I've seen you're, all sorts you're of things. You're not shitting me. You really start to lose. I'm like, I think I'm going to get married out in the <laughs> Why in not? the Emporia. In like, the like, this guy, I see <laughs> like for yeah. sure, this is my I'm dream my guy. <laughs> Those Flint Hills. <laughs> and then I'm like, they actually don't exist. And then I keep riding forward progress. Take care of yourself. And I'm like, guess I'm still going forward. But th- oh, I'm pretty sure we're going into some unknown. Yeah. Because you do pass we nev- this. We never did, did. No. No, you pass this void uh, of this unknown. Is, we did, we did transit and, and you yeah. did three days of 270 or 280 on tire mic. Mm-hmm. This is 320 on gravel, which really adds yeah, but difficulty. Also, uh, the, the, the hours. But still, it's just one day. It's you know, one it's, day. It's not like it's... Atlas Mountain Race or something, no, which is like the, the winner there did three hours, three days. 21 hours straight with two hours of sleep, you know, that's more extreme. No, if you just set yourself up for being prepared, eating and drinking and feeling, which you're not a slough on that, like you're fine. I'm wondering how you train. I, my most success is, I'm sorry for all the gravel lovers out there. You go out on the road. My most success is training as a roadie. But what is, do you what train is that? for eight hours? Do you train? For, do you stop after five hours? Like normal roadies. The do, longest or? distance I had ever ridden before winning Dirty Kanza at 206 miles was 120 miles. 200k, so six hours. Yeah. yeah, I never ride over six. The only time I've ever ridden over six hours was Belgian Waffle Ride or something, which is about 130 miles at seven hours. So what are you saying? And are you unique in that? Yeah. No, I don't. I don't believe so. I think. I think it's just like training for an Ironman, and I'm sure you guys understand that, but like just like training for an Ironman, you don't, or a marathon, you don't have to go run a marathon to prove distance. you can run a marathon. Yeah. You run a bunch of halves, oh. yeah. and then one day you show up and you run a marathon. And I think you could be really freaking fast if you do it that way, but you don't need to go and prove that you can run 24.6 miles. You also you don't, don't need, need to, to prove do three, 300k rides before. Absolutely blah, blah, blah. not. And I think that's a lot of mistake, a lot of, uh, that's, a big mistake a lot of amateurs make is they want to ride the distance or prove that they can yeah. do it. And 
no offense to you, but a lot of <laughs> masters riders want to train like tour, like tour pros all the time. And I'm like, how long is your race? 100K? You literally don't ever even have to ride 100K. Like you can train on 10 hours a week and win a yeah. 100K race, no problem. So and, that's that's like the, the 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 volume of training that doesn't necessarily necessarily she, she have did, to be she did that long. More kilometers than I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did a little research on Strava. <laughs> yeah, I don't even have all my rides <laughs> on Strava. Stop the bullshitting now. So, she but, does but a the other thing is, amount of training. yeah, I do. Yeah. Is there any specific uh, specific training involved for Kenza? I think you want just to raise your, probably your FTP. Um, you know, you want a high threshold. You need to be a little bit race fit. I mean, ideally the year I won, I was world tour fit. And yeah. so the surges felt easy. Now, after I'm not racing a ton of road. More like a diesel now. I'm so much more like a diesel. Yeah. It worries me. But then I think I can pace better because the year I won, I was... I was first 100 miles in under five hours with Ted, like front 20 guys. And I lost 12 minutes in the second 100. Mm. Like that's a yeah. lot, yeah. right? And so I think... On the first, what a female you mean? Or? On the second 100, the, the second place female caught yeah, me yeah, because yeah, I yeah. blew. Yeah. And then I had a sprint. So I think actually you could learn a little bit more about pacing. I'm going to say that education. Like educated, but, me, but I'm not sure I'm going to do it because no, I like, but just for me, race. I, for me, my pacing will yeah. be I just go as long as possible with the first guys. But are you are you adjusting your crack. training regime to to this specific race? Uh, I think I do maybe more longer rides and then more rest than like when I when I was a world tour pro, I did like three blocks of three days, like five, five, five. But right now I don't have the time for that to do like. Three days yeah. in a row, five hours, you know. So I prefer to go maybe one day of six hours and then the next day only two. Yeah, but two. more intensive. Yeah. Oh. I'm going to say, I, I mean, no, I'm not throwing you in the same bag, but um, Jens, I raised Dirty Kanza with Jens yeah, Voigt. Yeah, yeah, and he... Shut up, Lex. <laughs> yeah, no, he went off like a freaking bat out of hell, right? And I pass him, I'm going to say oh, 60, sure 70 miles you, in. Yeah. And I pass him, and he looks at me. You beat like, Jens Voigt? He goes, Ali, you're such a diesel. And I'm just like, Wah. you know. And he's, he's so sweet to me. But it was just so funny because he went so hard, and then he blew so uh. hard. Because it's like the conditions are more difficult than you think. Yeah. But I I what think do you mean? What do you mean? It's, it's uh, you're on dirt, so the rolling resistance is really high. So think yeah. Flanders times a 1,000. Because yeah. I loved Flanders. I love Flanders too, man. Yeah. This it's is good it's news. Your race. This is good news. Fuck. Yeah. No, but everyone told me Flanders was the hardest race in the world, and I did Flanders, and I was like, I just found my people. Yeah. I'm like making the front group every time. Like, I'm not going to win it, but I'm like having the it's time easy. of my life. Yeah. And then, like you know, you put me at you know the, on the mirror to we at Flesh, and I'm getting dropped every single time. But Flanders, no, like that was. Like these little climbers that you know usually drop me. You're going up those rollers in Flanders, and I was like, is this hard? This is great. Oh, man. You're this in for great. a treat, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe we no, should no. add up some, but I was add some kilos. We, we just, just discussed today, like like last year, my a big week was 30 hours, and this year a big week is 20 hours. You know, yeah. that makes, that's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's a difference. You can do it on 20. It's fine. I mean, you have the fitness built in. Um, it's totally uh, fine. We assume. Okay, enough education for now. Uh, yes, sir. So I, you I, were hallucinating. I, mm -hmm. You were losing 12 minutes. To your closest competitor. Yeah. She catches you, 
then you enter the first then you enter the last kilometer take us with oh i don't want to talk us about with, this <laughs> take I, us to that I last kilometer so you guys i was staying at an airbnb in downtown emporia 200 meters from the finish And being a road racer, I'm really like, I'm a nervous time trial person. So I rode the start four times. I want to know where the first corner in gravel. I want to know the first time there might be a pothole. I ride the start, the start, the start. <laughs> Mental note, low. Yeah. Please, please. Okay. Because it is like, it's one turn into gravel. You know what yeah. it is? It's fighting for a position. So I'm like, where do I need to be at the front to take the gravel? <sighs> how, after how many kilometers starts the gravel on miles? Uh, probably 5k we put the wahoo on miles though yeah yeah that's a smart thing yeah it's not very long so i i practiced 5K. that i knew where i was going i knew all the like course marking i was like okay i'm good and then 200 miles is gonna take and a long the finish. time and then i come into the of finish of course you recognize you it five times no the finish i never <laughs> rode the finish you didn't know where the finish was no where the line was i didn't know where the line was or the turns So I'm coming in and I don't even know the overall distance. Is it 206.2? Is it 206.8? I mean, that makes a lot of yeah, difference. Yeah. And I'm coming in and I'm with Amanda and she's incredibly strong. It's amazing. She's she asked it. the same as Bauke. Remember? Yeah. I'm a, how many kilometers to go? Oh, she I was don't like, know. 5K to go. Boom. And then she starts sprinting. Yeah. So she she's won cans a couple times and I'm sitting thing. there. You and ask I'm, her? Yeah, and no, I didn't ask her because I'm no better than that because I would have lied <laughs> through my teeth if somebody asked me. So I was like, no, I can't She's ask American. her. So I'm like sitting there, sitting there. You were really like, oh, fuck. And I'm uh, like, can I call a friend? Like, is this like, you know, the million dollar yeah, question? Yeah. Like, and I'm like, I don't know. And my phone is blowing up and like I didn't disconnect it to my like. So design. you really tried to call somebody? No, I like literally wanted to. I was like, you like and you I see the water help. tower, She right? She was in your wheel. She's on my wheel, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I switched to her wheel because I don't even know where I'm going at this point. So I'm this like, is look, for the listener. This is after how much? How many hours? We're 11, at eleven, eleven twenty. Hallucinating. And I like, I saw her as a stormtrooper coming to me, like insert Star Wars like theme song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was losing my mind, and so she's, she, I'm following her, and I'm like, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know how far it is. In like 300 meters could mean the world, right? Like mm. you don't want to attack 300 meters too early. So I was like, well, I don't know what to do. So we're coming into this, into town. You see the water tower, but it's very flat. It's flat, but rolling in a very deceiving way. Yeah. Water tower. And you see the water tower and you're coming in and I'm like, so she attacks me and you know, road racing, if they attack, you have to counter. Yeah. So, you're, you're so I go and I'm like, well, now what? <laughs> yeah. So you're ready to fall? Um, and I'm looking at my thing and it says turn left and I, my Lazine computer, which is great. It said turn left, but I was like, where? So I keep going straight up the next hill and I look back and she's turning left through some sidewalk. Oh, really? I'm like, oh, mental note. crap. So I flip it and I have to chase her all the way down through the no, finishing stretch. No, no, no. You took stretch. the wrong turn. I took a wrong turn. And then I had a sprinter. But I saw the pictures when she and you won. across the line. You were I won. pretty close to it. Yeah. yeah. Like, But mental note, look at the turn. finish, even if it's 206 miles. We look at the finish. <laughs> we make sure. We, we, Thank we, you. We need a guy. Thank you. We you need, need a guy. <laughs> we need two guys. You know, the two good guys. thing is, Alison. Because <laughs> needs a guy too. If I'm ever in a winning position. You're going to help me. <laughs> and I win. I dedicate the victory to, <laughs> to you, Alison my friend. <laughs> 
I hope you bring me some more. Um, I'll bring you some no, no, no. <laughs> So, so any so. any last any last? This is an amazing story, by the way. Thank you for that. Is there any last tips for these newbies? What mistakes do we really not have to make? I think should we not make? I think um, basically enjoy the day. Um, gravel's about pushing your limits past what you thought was possible, and being prepared is paramount um and yeah. i think a lot of people start way too hard and unless you're like ltd over here that's gonna want to yeah. just try to sit on wheels and stuff like i mean it's <laughs> like so many people go so hard I go and broke. i look at them and it's like way above their limits and i think it's okay to be a little more tranquil like tranquila at that moment and just recognize what pace you want to ride yeah. and you're going to finish so much stronger if you're party That's what I'm wondering. The finishing party is a blast. I stay up till two in the morning. No way. Saturday, the, the day of the race or the day after? Because everybody's coming in late. I come maybe. in late. Yeah, like, well, we come in hopefully before the sun sets. But then there's a ton of people out there all day till two in the morning. Yeah. And, and two in the, when, when do you have to finish? What's two the, in the morning. Two in the morning. And the people still, still, they're still coming in, and honestly, it's the most powerful thing you've ever you seen. Need, you, you took I, I, and then you realize why you ride bikes is because it's, it's for people like that. It's it's going to be like Elf Stadium. They have to have the lights. Like they have light. Well, mandatory? you start with lights. You you mandatory have to start with lights. It's dark when you start. It's in the Bible. Yeah, we, we should check yeah. the Bible. Yeah, you have to start <laughs> with lights. Like amateurs. <laughs> you do have to start with lights, but um, you have to start with lights. But they are coming. And in. the start is at six. Yeah, it's very early. In dark. Yeah. Or is it already light? It's very dark. It's dark. It's dark, but it's light within 40 minutes. Oh, okay. With like on the gravel in the dark is actually. So we start terrifying. in the dark and we have to fight for position. So yeah. I'm just step by step, I'm I'm realizing we should do our homework <laughs> instead and of asking former winner. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did a lot. Of, like so, another advice is I did a lot of homework um, previous to doing it as well. And people would ask me, and you know what, the internet is a very powerful yeah. thing. Yeah. Because everyone and their mother has a blog. Uh, and they may have finished in 18 hours of Dirty Kansas, but you can figure out what they did right and wrong. Ted King's written something. Colin's written something. I mean, it's not that hard to figure out like what people did. And I use that for my own success because I'm like, oh, they carried this. I should carry that. Or, oh, they did this. Like, that's smart. Shortcut alert. Pickle juice. I don't like pickle juice. What's the story on pickle juice? I see people drinking. My it's shortcut a, is a margarita over pickle juice. It's pickle alt, juice sounds disgusting. Trump. It's a... Uh, What's cramp in English? Cramping. Cramping, yeah. They say it's against cramping. So I see people... This is Mr. Shortcut. Having so a jar you, of pickles, if, if he taking can out take, the pickles and drinking If he can drink something bad, instead of one hour of riding his bike, he will drink something bad. bad. How about a margarita? I'll take a Lancerita. <laughs> <laughs> I prescribe you a margarita instead of pickle juice. Um, I don't like pickle juice personally. I've never tried it. It sounds any other disgusting. Shortcuts? Secret, secret yeah. things you actually don't he's want asking to tell for, me. He's asking for a friend. He's asking for a friend. <laughs> I think actually you should have some sort of a scraper for mud clearance just in case. So like um, it's a spatula type thing. It can be very light. Just bought at Walmart or something in case there is mud. I think that frame. Yeah, to like while you're riding, and mm. um, you can just put it on Velcro on your uh, frame. Yeah, and then if mud is like lagging, you can just. So. Put a little like fork spatula thing in there. But is there a lot of mud in? Um, it depends on the year, but I think you should be prepared. Um, I think I want mud. 
No, I don't want mud. Stop it. Um, I want gold. I want rain. On the mud. I don't like you. Um, <laughs> I think the other option is just to make sure you have all your tools and everything on you and be more prepared and not worry about weight. Because I think some people just... It can be hot, right? That's it was I, so hot last, last year. year. It was like 33 I Celsius, I think. Whoa. It was really hot. Um, so I think it's just hydrating early and often. You take bottles on the frame too? And I have two bottles on the frame plus big, my Camelback. Big bottles. Yeah, because it's usually only about four hours between each age station. And is there in between is nothing? Nothing. You are allowed to um, pick up feeds from locals. People, locals that are giving it to anybody. You can't have your buddy out there like right. giving you a feed, but... There are like really cute kids like out there and stations. like families and they Pop like have a hose. Yeah. yeah, they like I mean it's nothing fancy, but they have right. a hose, which is like that's all you want just to like chuck some water in. I've had a stop before because sometimes I've gambled and like missed an aid station because I want to try to make up time, and then I'm like, well, that was dumb. I'm out of everything and I'm gonna die. <laughs> so like I like walk up to a farmhouse and you did in cancer. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I want a secret about, I don't know, if you you have like the second aid station, you have like a bag of Haribos or six pack of Snickers. I have everything in my like, aid station because I don't know where. What, what do you have? What, I have do, what do you crave? But, but you, you don't crave? know what you crave, So my right? first, okay, so yeah. I'll tell you the first hour, I, it's usually very fast unless something horrific happens, like you flat or, yeah. you know, crash or something, yells, right? Blah, blah, blah. So it's like the first hundred miles is like your normal road race. Yeah. I'm usually with the front group of guys. I'm just eating gels, drinking electrolyte, chews, you know, goo is what I use, goo energy. And so I'm using all of that. And then like the second hundred miles, that's when it's like, you want it gets real. A sandwich with cheese and... Yeah, but Turks, chips, M&M's. So, yeah, so in my aid station, I have everything from like Reese's Pieces yeah. to pizza, burritos. I did wow. like taquitos. 38, 38 seconds. <laughs> she eats a burrito. Yeah, <laughs> I, I took a pizza with me. Like I'm eating. Somebody has a picture of me. I literally have a pizza in my mouth yeah. and I have like one hand on the bars. And I have beer in there. I have bourbon. I have um, I th- oh. Mike's Hard Lemonade. I don't know. I just yeah. might have a bad day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if but I'm it, having a bad thing, day, right? I you need, don't know. You don't what know what's happening. If I'm having a bad have. day, I need to remind myself not to take myself so seriously. Because yeah. if you're like, if if it just if, hit the can and you're having a horrible day, yeah, I'm like, I should just have a Mike's today. Hard Lemonade real quick <laughs> and actually sit here and ride with some fun people because I'm not winning anymore. <laughs> but if you're still in the race, like, no, I'm not drinking that. But, but if you, yeah, then then you have time enough to rate all the other guys. Yeah. If you if if you're not winning anymore, it's also clear. And no, and it, it's still a good day because yeah. that's why we ride bikes is mm-hmm. to ride with these people. So in my feed zone, like I have Duro. everything. Yeah. And I had no idea that it would be that complicated, but donut holes were big for me. The I don't know if you guys know this in Amsterdam. <laughs> the, like, waffles. The no, I well, I Never ride not. with goose troop waffles. So the, waffles. Yeah. But like the little circus animal, like mothers, like their frosted circus animals. I I'd have know. those. Pizza. Haribo or something. Yeah, probably. Yeah. They're like. Apricopa. Pizza's against that. <laughs> we take apricopa. We yeah, sell but them. like I have everything in there because you don't know. We, and uh, potato we, chips. We, we, we are going to pay, pay our the, guy. Yeah, we're going to bring it's all like, the Dutch candy. Yeah. Yeah. And then we, and then we have. You don't know what you want. Traits. You really don't know what you want. No. Like you show up and yeah. like suddenly yeah, like the yeah, sandwich that you made last night yeah. that you thought looked you so want, delicious. Yeah. You're like, ew, Fuck. is that salami? I That's disgusting. I have, I have a story like preparing for the Tour de France on altitude. Yeah. I always had one like last ride. 
It was the Quincy Loop. It was an eight-hour loop, 250 kilometers. And uh, but there was no eight of there was no like U.S. Channels. West Coast, right? Yeah, yeah, Turkey, Turkey. Yeah. We're talking Turkey, and I had my man Paco and Bill. Paco's yeah, I know Paco. Paco was taking care of me when I was in Turkey. So uh, you know, I could take care of myself. All those rides, you know, general store stuff like that. He said the Quincy Loop, there's nothing, and he was right. So basically, we drove there at seven in the morning, started training at eight. And I and Paco did the first three hours with me, or Bill did the first three hours with me. And then Paco did the sec the the another two hours with me, and then the last three hours I did myself alone. But you know, I was I was really dialed going to the Tour de France, you know, bars, you know, uh, electrolytes, uh, I don't know, Powerade, all that stuff, you know, in the car. Roadie Pro. Yeah, Roadie Pro, totally going for the tour, bomb, bomb, bomb. After five and a half hours, I have a bonk. You like, 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 like <laughs> a real bonk. I've never seen a bonk. And then Bill was in the car. And uh, and Paco was riding, but I, I I was catching Paco because he got out uh, one hour. He dropped you, you mean? Yeah. yeah I, okay, Paco <laughs> dropped like you. Got it. And then and I say to Bill, Bill, you know, all that, sh- all that food I didn't want. Bill, you have Snickers? And he said to me, Lawrence... There's nothing. But he said to me afterwards, Lawrence, I looked in your eyes and I saw you really need that Snickers. So, but he took off and I was like, fuck. I, I only asked for Snickers, but if you don't have it, I just want something, you know. But he took off and he was away for one hour. And then I was totally alone in the middle of, the, in the middle of yeah, I don't know, Quincy. Yeah. And then I heard a car coming like, Wee! I heard the sound of like a Snicker alert! Snicker incoming! And then he comes around the corner and I look to him and he's like, Fuck. I went to the, he went to a hotel like uh, 20 minutes from the road. He went to buy all the shit. So he's there, but I, I wanted to be skinny and stuff like that. So he bought a six pack of Snickers, but he also bought like this big bag of potato chips yeah. and Coke and everything. And I was like, okay, 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 let's open the bag of chips and just out of I wanted to be polite because he was one <laughs> hour away. But I also wanted to stay skinny for the tour no, de France. No. So I, I eat a little bit of, of potato chips. It was also 40 degrees. Mm-hmm. Turns turns out like I, I I had a problem with my salts or something because my body was craving salt. So I eat a whole bag of potato chips. Like I couldn't stop anymore. Like two and a half hours, my best watts of the day. Yeah. Like is afterwards, it, yeah. I went like yeah. I didn't eat for two and a half hours. I went like, is it just me or did we just find your guy? Yeah, we need Paco or Bill. Yeah, <laughs> dude, <laughs> Paco, if you're listening to this, yeah. and, and you are, <laughs> you are. And I love Paco too, so I feel yeah. like you guys yeah, just found Paco. your guy. Okay, so we're 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 uh, <laughs> we're, we're we're closing up uh, shop a little bit, but first, if now would you crave something? That's my that's my point. I, I want my guy to have potato chips, Dude. Snickers. And a beer and bourbon and Mike's Hard Lemonade. Everything. Pizza. Taquitos. What's a taquito? A taquito. rolled fried bu- burrito. <laughs> gotta, oh, we love, gotta, gotta love them Yanks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Allison, are you there when, we, when, when at least he'll, well, let's say he arrives already because he's also competitive. Please be there. Because at the finish line. At the finish line. So when I when because I beat, like mentally, when I finish in front of him to like give him like a cheer or like a shot uh, of bourbon. I, I, no, I, I just. Oh, I will be there for him. I, I know him. he's. I know he's sensitive. Yeah. I will be there. Yeah. 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 That's uh, that's uh, <laughs> that's not exactly what I asked for, but uh, okay. Time to wrap up, uh, guys. 
I will um, be there for you, Stevie. Thanks. When you arrive thanks, with homie. your lights. Thanks, homie. <laughs> with your lights on. Pins dark. <laughs> Uh, you guys will you guys will do really well. You'll have an amazing time. I'm so much looking forward not only to the to the race itself but also the the fact that we're diving into the unknown. And the the like it's such a long day. We cannot prepare obviously we can prepare for something like that. But we also we're going know into the we have unknown. To, we're going into the unknown. I'm that's, pretty sure I will be That's cool. You'll be you, you both Wallace will be great. And um I we didn't even talk about flannels, so I'm a little disappointed. I'm not. I'm oh. not wearing flannels because I'm going arrow. <laughs> and we I'm didn't going, even talk I'm about going that. ketones. Oh. I'm going arrow. You're going I'm going ketones. So wow. I'm, go, I'm going shortcut galore. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Time to wrap up. Uh, here I am reminding you that you should really take a look at the LiveSlowRideFast.com website and sign up for the newsletter. Ellison. In case you have any remarks or questions, anything, drop us a line at podcast at LiveSlowRideFast.com. You can also reach us at, at Instagram. Alison Tetrick. A.M. Tetrick. A.M. Tetrick. A-M-T-E-T-R-I-C-K. A.M. Tetrick. Thank you. Uh, Steve Tenderbolt at Laos and Dam. Stevie and LTD. Yeah. In the house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to catch his wheel for the first 5K. Um, don't forget to review the podcast at iTunes. By doing that, others are able to uh, better find the podcast what, what are you guys up for tomorrow wherever the boss man is from Specialized takes us it's probably going to be steep and hard and I might have to walk I don't 55k know. oh don't believe him that's okay uh, he told me 55k hit the hammer on them only ben. only a thousand meters of climbing ah. I heard 1800 and like 80k but we bring whatever. the ratafia for the but actually the bottle is the bottle is empty <laughs> What am I going to put in my bottle tomorrow? I, I brought you some okay. extra stash. The guy is sold out. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Thank you, guys. You, Alison. Thank it was you. amazing having yeah, you uh, having you on the pod. This is it. Done and dusted. See you next time. Don't know where, don't know when. Until then, live slow, ride fast. <laughs> <laughs>